from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. And a welcome here inside of Hooters iDrive. Happy to be here with you today on Tuesday, August 17th. And to have Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here with you all week long. Ecstatic about the opportunity here. Live from iDrive, this is Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora's Florida in Focus Week with our football preview on college football as well as the NFL. And I have a special guest every single broadcast. And today is my friend, my brother, my fellow sports talk enthusiast, yes. Rick Etienne. What an intro, man. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. Glad to be here and not yeah. be separated by a Zoom window. Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we don't have to Zoom a Zoom Zoom no yeah, more. We so. got to start off right on top and say, you know, uh, shout out to Prince and shout out to Michael Jackson. Y'all are the greatest of all time before stuff starts falling on us. <laughs> you know, like yeah. the last time we were together. So. Yeah. yeah, very true. Yeah, the signs were falling. Three times where I didn't say something about Prince, my sign <laughs> fell right after. So when people say that heaven doesn't exist, yeah, that there is God, no God, God, that that Prince isn't anywhere, Prince didn't make it to heaven, he's a, you know, like just falls. This time we got it. Prince, we got you, man. I swear the last you time man. that it fell, I heard, uh. <laughs> <laughs> You know. And it was like clockwork. Every time, we, every time yeah. we were not mentioning it. The last time that I didn't say, like the literally the third time, I, I it was a Prince-related conversation, and I didn't say like something big or uh-huh. he's the goat. And right, it was like, <laughs> like right after, and I was like, wow. No and today. It was like Phantom of the Opera, yeah. for real. So we are here inside of Hooters I Drive, 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. Wake up call with Dan Stora live on site on location. Just as we did to jump off the week with Nate Trout, we will be joined by the Hooters girls as well. You get to hear their stories and get like a behind the scenes look at kind of who they are and feature them a little bit too. Rick and I will ask some questions, mm-hmm. some hard hitting ones, music, movies, yeah, you know, like all. What's most important? Yeah, yeah. I need well, to see if we got any dolphin fans in the house. You know yeah, I mean, <laughs> yesterday I had Florida State, Florida, and UCF covered. So, yeah, good. no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, South State. Florida, no Miami yet. But yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll get there. We'll find our way through. So I want to start off light and easy. Oh man! (laughs) So let's so let's talk about how the NCAA is done messing up their life. You know, if if there was if there was a hypocrisy logo, yeah, I think it would be the NCAA. Yeah, that sounds about right. And if if the NCAA watches this video, I was coerced into saying that. But I mean, the reality of it all, and this is something I talked about last year during the pandemic. When Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA, who, mind you, I believe in 2019 made $3 million, at least, when he came out and said, when teams were trying to figure out, like, schools were saying, do we play, do we not play, conferences, do we play, do we not play, he came out and said, and I'm paraphrasing, I have no jurisdiction. He, he legitimately said, I cannot tell a team whether or not they can play. I can't tell a school if they can play. I can't tell a conference if they can play. So I said, okay, so if you have no jurisdiction over the schools and conferences that you have jurisdiction over, then haven't you just taken yourself out of your own job? Why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you here? Like, 
So, so $3 million to have no control over college football, which is the biggest breadwinner for the NCAA, which helps to pay for his contract, but he has no control over it. Yeah. It's wild. I think one of the things we're seeing lately more than ever, I mean, we've all known it. The, the NCAA is a joke. Yeah. You know, as an organization for what it stands for, for what it's supposed to govern, it's yeah. a joke. And now we're seeing it in the, its greatest form, <laughs> you know, because so many of these schools and conferences are just saying to the point, like, I don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need you, you know? So even with the, the, the realignment that we're seeing, the moves that we're seeing with uh, with the SEC now about to even become bigger, yeah. they said something like that the, uh, the SEC is going to make something like $2 billion and the NTAA has a, as a whole doesn't even make that. Yeah. You know, it goes to show you, like, it, it's useless as an organization and they've got to figure something out to get their stuff to yeah, I mean, it, it, sh- it shows you that, that things don't make any logical sense, you know, because the NCAA can't exist without college football. They can attempt to, but there's so much money that's going to be gone. So speaking of the money side of things, because we're going to bounce around a little bit here as Wake Up Call is on site, on location at Hooters Eye Drive, 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. Come out and see us, and thank you for watching on Facebook.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. Facebook.com backslash live now DT, YouTube.com backslash wake up call DT, and of course, those of you that are listening on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT, which is also on the homepage of wake up call DT.com. So we appreciate that. The normal times for the show, Monday through Friday, is 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, but to fit right here with Hooters, the moment they open at 11 a.m., this entire week of wake up call is 11 a.m. to 1 p.m so that we could be here with the opening of Hooters I Drive and be with you all throughout lunch from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So we appreciate you being here and hanging out with us. Do want to make notes that you can search Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, MixLR, YouTube, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Podbean simply by searching Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora or one word, Wake Up Call D. And, of course, we want to thank all of our proud partners up in the great state of New York, Cafe Kubal, as well as Carvel DeWitt, Wildcat Sports Pub, Chick-fil-A Cicerone, Chick-fil-A Clay, Victory Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, Avicoli's, Canine Camp Dog Daycare, PB&J's Lunchbox, Millhouse Market, Honda City of Liverpool, Pizza Man, Progressive Dental, Mother's Cupboard, Canine Campground Dog Boarding, and Mon Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. You can get... 50 different flavors of kettle corn ordered right here to Orlando or anywhere in the country Hold by going to 50, are there 50, 50 different flavors yeah man yeah they have over 200 in their wheelhouse and you can order them by going to myandpazpopcorn.com and if you use my promo code DT20 that's DT20 anywhere in the country you can get 20% off of your order so I implore you to order today and utilize my code because why not grab 20% off while you're doing it so with that being stated here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, speaking of the money side of things, your thoughts on name, image, and likeness, we'll, broad, we'll, we'll paint it with a broad paintbrush to start things off. I, I, I love it. Okay. Absolutely love it. Um, I can, I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying, like, yeah, I can understand the mindset of limiting the money kids are getting while they're in school. Yeah. And when I say understand, just from the logistical standpoint, yeah, they're getting a free education. I get that. That's cool. You know, you don't want them going out and it, it, the, the pay for play thing, you would have to kind of port that a bit. I yeah. understand all of that. But when it comes to name, 
image and likeness. It's my name. <laughs> it's my face. Right. <laughs> you know, so right. if if I am able to go out and represent myself at a car dealership and sign some autographs yeah. without any of your school's logos and name and mm-hmm. anything, I can do this based off of me, me being Ricardo. I can go out and do this on yeah. my own. I should be able to. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't you can't tell somebody hey, you can't make money off of your name, off of your face. I understand right. if you want to say, hey, don't use any of the school logos, don't use any of the school mascots and all of that stuff, fine. You want to do that, that's fine. But you can't tell me what I can and cannot do with my name, my face. Right. You know, so right. I'm glad that it's something that, at the very least, is finally out there and open. It gives these kids an avenue to kind of, you know, be able to, to, to monetize their, their, their fame a bit. And... The, the one issue I have, a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, nobody would know these kids if they weren't playing for Alabama. Yeah. Nonsense. A lot of these kids, you know them coming up through the ranks with, with social media now, with YouTube now. A lot of these kids have already established themselves. Yeah. You know, and, and established their brands at an amateur level so that they can be noticed by the Alabamas and the LSUs and the Clemsons of the world. So by the time they get to those um, to those schools, yeah, sure. Those schools are going to put them on a on a higher platform. But guess what? Those kids have a platform that they've built on their own already. So yeah. to be able to take advantage of that, it, it's it's only fair, you know. And I look forward to seeing where it goes in the long over over the long term, yeah. And see how it evolves. But it's it's a good first step for sure. Well, you look at the social media aspect of it alone, and you know the the people that they reach out to, the followers that they have, and different things. Listen. If you're an Alabama quarterback, if you're coming to Alabama, people are going to know who you are. Exactly. If you're coming to Florida, you're coming to Clemson, people are going to know who you are. You know, people are going to hear the name DJ Uyunglele two years before he comes to Clemson. So, you know, that's the thing is you're going to build that. Now, now obviously, that's it's going to affect different schools differently and whatnot because you may not know the name of a quarterback at Wyoming, but you're going to know. I mean, that you might have not known Josh Allen in Wyoming, but you know him now in Buffalo. So, I mean, it's it's all relative. But the reality is your name, image, and like that's what I do. Like my mom said to me on the drive-in today, she goes, you are the brand. Yeah, exactly. Dan Tortora is the brand. Dan Tortora, broadcast media, wake-up call, superpowered pop, Dan on Disney, whatever you do, you know, stand-up comedy, you're the brand. So... When you are your own brand, you're in control of that. And what these kids are essentially saying is, and this is what people don't understand, if one of these, you know, running backs is into music and he raps and he has a YouTube channel and he monetizes it, the NCAA could find him and could suspend him. Remember the, but it's music. It's not even football. Punter, the, the punter from UCF. Yeah. I, I forget his name off the top of my head right now, you know? Yeah. Where they literally told him, it's, it's either you continue to play for UCF or you shut down your YouTube channel with, and his YouTube channel was massive already and since then it's gotten even bigger right. and whatnot. But, and why you know, should you have to give it up? Exactly. Especially if it's something that you're doing you know, even before you get there to begin with. you know. Yeah. And one of those other things too is like you made a really good point where it's like you know, maybe they might not know the quarterback from Wyoming but you know who does know him? That area that he's from. Right. So me, perfect example. I'm from a small town called Spring Valley, New York. Many people are not gonna know where that's where that is, you know. But if I'm coming out of there and I'm going to X university, sure, the work, the country as a whole may not know who I am as a player. But where I'm coming from, they know me. 
So if I can go back to where I'm from and make a little money because everybody there knows me and they'll come out and represent, then why not? You know why not do so it? Yeah. Somebody, somebody's a star somewhere, you know? So at the end of the day, giving these kids an opportunity to be able to control at the very least their own image, their own brand is awesome. Yeah, well, and I think I think the thing is, is when you have an organization that claims to be a nonprofit organization that makes you millions of dollars, billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So like you're you pull in your like, I mean, and that's the thing is when you're a non for profit and you're pulling in that type of money. Listen, you know, like can my can can I say that my business is a nonprofit and make nineteen million dollars and take it? You know what I mean? Like, where's that money going? So. The NCAA makes money with these student-athletes. Without the student-athletes, they have nothing. Without the student-athletes, Mark Emmert doesn't have a job. Without the student-athletes, I mean, and, and I looked into some of the information. It's not just Mark Emmert making over a million. He's got people in his office making over a million, and then below that, making 500000 So you're talking about if you got five people making 500000 because that's a million and a half. And then you got five other people making, so that's six and a half million. He's making, so that's almost $10 million dollars. From what eleven people? Mm-hmm. So that, that that don't have any control of anything. They have no control <laughs> over college football. So you know what I mean. And, and and the thing, the other thing about it is, I sat down with John Swafford, the now former ACC commissioner, and John's been around the block, and he was there for realignment, and he brought the ACC. I mean, when, when the ACC was literally just like this small, mm-hmm. and people didn't know it, and it was Maryland and Duke, and they're trying to build and trying to grow. And then he brings them to the 15 schools. He brings in Notre Dame for everything but football. He brings in Syracuse and Louisville and Pittsburgh. And uh, before that, he brought in Virginia Tech and Miami and, and, and Boston College. So you see all the work he's done. I said to him, you're the autonomy group. Because what people don't understand is Power 5 is a media term. It's just a, we think that these are the power conferences. We think these are the best. But autonomy is a legislative term. And the autonomy group, the Pac-12, the Big 12, the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 10, they have autonomy. They have the ability within the NCAA to make their own rules, full cost of attendance, different things that they can do, recruiting, whatnot. So with that being said, I sat down with John Swafford twice about this. And I said to him, just out of curiosity, we were at the ACC tournament together in Bar- at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Shout out to Atlantic Avenue where my grandma grew up. Very different back then. And so we're hanging out there, and I'm sitting with Swafford, and I said, autonomy by definition means self-governing. So if you are the autonomy group as a legislative term, you five conferences are self-governing within a government. So you are your own government within a government, so at any time, isn't it logical that you could leave he said, Dan, we don't have any plans to do it now. This was a few years ago. He said, but it's not off the table, and it's not like it's something that isn't a discussion amongst, you know, the, you know, the, the people that be. And, and, and it makes total sense. I mean, you know, to kind of still, still a headline from the, I know we're talking football, we're still a headline from the football world. Yeah. You know, you're talking about, look at what just happened recently with the, with the, uh, the Super League talk, you know, where you had these power clubs in yeah. throughout from throughout Europe who decided same thing well you know do we really need all of these middle of the road <laughs> yeah. and lower tier clubs yeah. to, to, to do anything for us no if we all get together and do something on our own 
we'll be just fine. You know? Right. Now, granted, it completely got <laughs> blown up and didn't happen, but that's that's exactly where we're at where we're talking with these Power 5 conferences, you know, to your point. Like we mentioned, where the SEC is going to, you know, eventually be making more money than the entire NCAA as a whole. Right. Then what do I need you for? Right. You know? And, well, and, and that's the thing is when, when you see, you know, if the SEC were to leave, okay, so if, if the auto- autonomy group leaves for football, that means that the NCAA loses Alabama, Florida, Georgia, LSU, Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, Penn State. You ain't even start talking to Michigans and Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. So, so you lose all of that and in football. In basketball, you lose Kansas, Duke, Syracuse, North Carolina, you know, Oregon, Kentucky, and on and on and on and on and on. So that's that's the thing that I'm looking at right now is and, and I said this about four years ago on my show. I came on the air and I said, if the NCAA does not change the way that they go about their business, because okay, so team A, right? Or I I'm sorry, punishment A is supposed to have consequence one. Punishment B, consequence two. So team A or so there's a team out there. Let's say Kentucky breaks Rule A. Syracuse breaks Rule A. North Carolina breaks Rule A. Kentucky gets nothing. North Carolina gets a slap on the wrist. Jim Boeheim loses 101 games. <laughs> so why is there a different punishment for the same fault? You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, I'm being, and obviously they were different things, but I'm being hypothetical here, folks. So, But the question that I'm asking is, because obviously Syracuse, Kentucky, North Carolina didn't do the same things. According to the NCAA, Kentucky's never done anything. Oh, <laughs> yeah. On, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm clearing my throat. But um, <laughs> but, uh, but the reality of it is seeing how they don't have the same consequence for the same rule breaking. Then you have the autonomy group. Then you have this non-for-profit. Then you're making money off these kids. I said if the NCAA continues to go down this trail, and I said this about four years ago, they will not exist the way we know them if they exist at all in five to ten years. We are now approaching that five-year mark of what I said almost four years ago, three and a half years ago. We're almost there to that mark, and the NCAA is dealing with name, image, and likeness, the autonomy group, realignment, and the college football playoff expansion. I would think that what I said three and a half years ago is, is maybe ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the things along that line too specifically as we go into the next what two years or so whenever um uh texas and oklahoma are supposed to officially join yeah 2025 over the next two years we're definitely going to start seeing massive shifts one way or the other because even within that autonomy group now they're going to start looking individually and saying Big 12, for example, I mean, they're on the bridge of collapse, uh, on the brink of collapse at this point. I got a plan you for know? that. So, we're going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. They're going to have to shrink. It's going to have to go from five to four, maybe even three. Yeah. You know, and It used to be point, four super conferences. That's the thing. At that point, yeah. when you start making you know, lesser conferences, lesser conferences, more super and whatnot, yeah. then for sure it's going to be all the power pulled together and just like, bye guys. Yeah. The rest of y'all can have your little JV. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they used to be named after areas. Uh-huh. And it's ironic that the SOCON, the Southern Conference, used to have like Alabama, pieces of the ACC and the SEC. Yeah. And they are now, in their 100-year anniversary, from 1921 to 2021, I just interviewed their commissioner. And on the 100th year, 
it looks like super conferences are coming back. So if I'm the Southern, I'm like, yo, Alabama, what are you doing? <laughs> so that being said, throughout today's show, live from iDrive, Hooters Orlando here on 8801 International Drive in Orlando. Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is bringing you Florida in Focus Week. My guest of the day is Rick Etienne, and we are going to be featuring the Hooters girls of iDrive all throughout today's broadcast. And so we have our first guest up, and so we'll bring her in here. So welcome. Hello. Let everybody know your name and all the good stuff. So uh, my name is Savannah. Okay. Pretty much as good as it <laughs> So yeah. So where where did Savannah come from? Do you know where they brought the name from? Um, honestly, my mom liked the town, but she wanted it to be unique, so I spell it differently. I only have one in. Okay. And but I just say that she didn't want me to find my name on a keychain. Okay. Okay. All right. That's Fair. The worst. That is the worst. When, like, I mean, Florida was fairly, you know, I would yeah. say popular, but it's not random. Right. I could never find my name one See, Daniel, you can, but like, if it, like Danny, I don't. I never like hearing yeah, that. Yeah, but I'm not a Danny. Never. There's no, always one person in my life that calls me that. You'll find Savannah on mugs, on keychains, but you won't spell it how I spell it. So I'm like, what's the point? And even my grandma, like, I remember one time, it was for Christmas, she spelled my name like Sahavana. And I was like, you're my grandma, you don't even know how to spell my name? <laughs> like, she had like an H, like three H's in there, and I was like, that's not even close. Like, I get like two N's or no H, but three H's. Like, she that's really, how she really tried me with that one. Yeah, so she got you. So you have to personalize your own keychains, which you can do all over Orlando. Yeah, though. you can. You can do that. You're the right. <laughs> You're the but right. But now I just have my little Hooters keychain. That's it. Okay. Gotta represent. All right, fair enough. So why come to Hooters I Drive? What made you come here? Uh, honestly, I knew some of the girls that already worked here and that they said that they really liked working here. And all of my family has been Hooters girls. And honestly, I just wanted to make some money. I live in college, you know, because I'm not trying to be broke. Fair this enough. is a good way to not be broke. So you have you have family that has so how many people in the family have worked at Hooters? Five. Five. And who and who are they? Uh, all of them are my aunts. All of your aunts. Yep. Okay. All right. So shout out to your aunts. Were they in Orlando or? No, they were actually in Newport Ritchie. Okay. Newport On Ritchie. the boat ramp. <laughs> and it's all outside like there's no inside so she was like and they had different uniforms back then so she was just like it was totally different from what it is now so are you born and raised in Florida? yep I'm oh. from Tampa from Tampa okay mm-hmm. do you have a favorite sports team? do you like South Florida? um you know it's funny I actually went to South Florida okay but now I go to UCF <laughs> this is what we dealt with yesterday <laughs> I dealt with it. I went to Florida, now I go to Florida State, or go to UCF, but none of the girls had seen any, they had not seen any games. Did you go to a game? I did. I went to <laughs> USF versus UCF. That's a good <laughs> one. That's a, that's a rivalry. Yeah, yeah, that's a rivalry game. Was um, it It was at USF last year, I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was. And USF has been terrible in their rivalry yeah. recently. Yeah, especially but I, so I cover them both of like the last eight years, UCF and USF. So I think US, I mean, they like, they want to be called South Florida now. They're rebranding, whatever. So South Florida has a coach, Jeff Scott from Clemson. And I think they're going to get better. They got a good recruit coming in quarterback and UCF is good. 
Well, like, yeah, because Clemson is really good. So, I mean, maybe if they take their yeah. coach, maybe they can do some magic at yeah, USF. South Florida. It works that way. It's, it's the mindset. You bring that winning <laughs> right? mindset. Right? You never know. You never know. I mean, at this point, it couldn't get any worse. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, you went to the rivalry game, UCF-USF. Who did you cheer for? Well, at the time, I had already gone to UCF. Like, I had already transferred. Okay. But I was wearing a USF shirt. Okay. Because, I mean, all my family went to USF, and I kind of was like the traitor going to UCF. But honestly, it wasn't about the school for me. It was just I wanted to live in Orlando, and that just happened to be the school that was here. Yeah, yeah that's fair enough. Now, now, you didn't do one of those things where you had the USF Oh, no, 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 no. It was so funny because my ex-boyfriend at the time, he already went to UCF, and I was at USF, and I would always, like, say, go Bulls, and he would get so mad at me, and I'd be like, hey, what are you going to do? But you do. You almost have to do that at the stadium because it's like second half, the other team's winning. You go into the bathroom, you switch your shirt. Right? Yeah. I mean, got to get on the wagon. (laughs) So UCF, you know that – the stadium's called the Bounce House. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it literally shakes. And we spoke about this here at Hooters I Drive yesterday, that when you're in the press box, if you're jumping on the bleachers, it will, like, physically move us in the media frontward and backward like oh, really? we're in a simulator. Yeah, because I've been in the stadium. Like, I've been in the Bounce House, and when we're on there, I always, like, fall off the bleachers, and I feel so bad because I'm, like, knocking everybody over, especially when we have the flags going up and down. I'm, like... Y'all gotta relax. Bleachers are so underrated. Like, I mean, when it comes to like the real vibe. Cheap is underrated. Like, give me some bleachers. Like, even when you know, before they did the complete renovation at uh at at the at the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. We went to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the dome in Syracuse. It's just bleachers and cement. Like it's not comfortable. Your butt falls asleep. It's cold. That's why you gotta get those little bleacher pads. Yeah. That you sit on. I see people like you'll see like the older people. They got the chairs. They got their fan going. They got an umbrella. And I was like, I'm trying to go sit by you. Like I don't want to sit with the students. Like I don't want to sit in the student section. Like I'm trying to go over there where it's nice. Yeah, my dad had. We didn't have those, so he had pieces of insulation. And Excel, and we drove down to New York City. So he brought the insulation to sit on. There's these foam blocks. They weigh nothing. Brought them into the arena, sit on them. You stay warm the whole time. And we had hand warmers. It was perfect. I was like, shout out to my dad. So oh, not here. Yeah, well, here is going to be hot all the time. So Wake Up Call is all about where sports meets life. So we talk about sports, but it's a little bit of everything. Favorite music. Uh, I really like EDM music, like house music. That's okay. probably my favorite, and which is nice because in Orlando, everybody's into that. Like every in November, yeah, that's really big. That's probably one of the most popular ones because even if you're not into the music, like a lot of people still go to that one because it's like very, yeah, it's very open. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's not like just house. Like EDM has so many different styles of music. Yeah, I need you guys to like train me on that a little bit because I'm country, hip hop, and R and B. We got all the good basics. <laughs> okay, all right. It's like I DJ as well, so I used to do a lot of EDM. Oh really? 
Too, yeah. like more like I remember when I first got into it was in high school and everybody thought I was weird for yeah. liking it and I was like y'all are weird for not trying not new stuff yeah, exactly. like yeah. if you don't like it that's fine but I think everybody you know you try it give it a shot and then you just make it in the atmosphere is so fun and everybody's so nice like I've never met somebody being rude there like you go to country concerts everybody's like drunk and in your face like you go to EDM festival everybody's just like vibing and everybody's so happy Dude, I remember working a country concert. I was working one of them in Syracuse, and there was this guy that was just, he was spitting tobacco on the ground when people were walking by him. He was drunk, he was rude, he was abrasive. I found out he was a state trooper. <laughs> yeah, I was, dri- I was driving by the next day, and I look at the guy that's like guarding one of the gates, and I was like, it's a guy from the, the, from the Kenny Chesney concert last night. So. Can you imagine he like pulls you over a couple days later and you're just like, weren't you the guy? Yeah. I let you stay there with your ticket, so you're not going to give me a ticket. Yeah, right. So, favorite movie? Superbad. I love that. I actually named my dog after the show. Oh, you did? Yeah, McLovin. <laughs> what kind of dog? He's a Jack Russell Beagle mix. Okay. And his name is McLovin. Well, that's his last name. What's his his full name is Bo Butter McLovin. Because I wanted to name him Butter, but everybody was like, that's stupid. So I was like, well, it's going to be his middle name then. Bo Butter McLovin. Yep. That's like a new rapper. Right? <laughs> I like Bo Butter McLovin. So it's different. Uh, it is very different. So the movie Superbad, I love it because my best friend, who, who uh, is down here too, Evan, is that uh, there's that scene... Or he's like, I just want to shout from the rooftops. I love my best friend Evan. And then he goes, boop. Yeah, like, so that scene, I always mess with Evan about that. But, yeah, Superbad is a very underrated movie. Yeah. I, like, bring it up and nobody knows about it. Oh, yeah. And taking the alcohol and putting it in, like, the, the gasoline stuff. And, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, detergent. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So what, do you have a favorite line that you quote? Four lines? I mean, I probably couldn't quote Okay. Do you have a favorite it? part of the movie? Probably when he actually convinced the cops that his ID was real in the in the convenience store. Because he, like, gave it to them, and they're like, oh, just McLovin. And then, they, and then the cops end up giving him a ride to, like, the party, and I'm just like, dude, what are you... <laughs> right? Yeah. We told you to pick any name, you picked McLovin from Hawaii. Just one name, like, Cher? They're like, yeah, just like... McLovin? Like, yeah. <laughs> I like the fact, though, that, and I actually have it in my bag. So they had a driver's license at a restaurant that I went to, Cooper's in Scranton, Pennsylvania, which is actually featured in the Office TV show. They talk about it. And I got the Marty McFly thing from Back to the Future, but they also have McLovin's ID mm-hmm. that you can buy there. Oh, yeah, I have a little, cool. like, sticker of it on my mini fridge yeah. of his ID. Bo Butter, Butter McLovin. Yeah. I think that might be, like, my my like street name or something like that. Yeah, can we can we can we steal that name for certain things? I mean, if you know how to spell it. Oh, okay. So you so you spell Savannah different. How do you spell Bo Butter McLovin? Well, Butter and the McLovin is obviously just how it sounds, but Bo is B A U X. Okay, so you're, you're like New Orleans style. 
try to be a little different because I feel like B.O. that's so like hillbilly you know I mean that's like I'm from like a little small town outside of Tampa and it's very like hillbilly yeah. and I was like and my dog's from Orlando so I was like he, we're gonna switch it up a little bit I like Paul Right. Got to keep it. Got to keep it going. Yeah. Bo deserves to have a name that nobody else can copy. Exactly. So, so I do a thing on my show where I flip it, and it's called Rapid Fire, where instead of us asking the questions, the interviewee can put us on the hot seat. Savannah, I'm gonna let you do this since you've been an awesome guest. You can ask Rick one question. You can ask me a question, and we're live. We have to answer the question. Wish I would have had a little bit more time to prepare my question. <laughs> rapid fire. On the spot. It's rapid fire. Okay, what brings you to Hooters on I Drive? Uh, this. this. I mean, this is my job. Very end of one of my good friends here since I've been in Florida. So anytime he's in town and calls and asks me to be a guest, I'm there. Even if he's it's not in town, if he needs me to Zoom, I'm there. So What is your favorite Hooters? Which location is your favorite Hooters? I'm not saying this because I'm here. I'm not. So I started with Point Orlando, which was right up the road, and that was the. So Rick is in our fantasy football league, which is drafting here tomorrow night at seven o'clock at night. And so we started at Point Orlando 11 years ago, but tomorrow we'll be celebrating our 10 and 11 year anniversary because COVID's not going to take the decade anniversary from me. So this location, I. I came in with Tim Baum, who I started with 11 years ago at Hooters, and I met him here during COVID in like February or something. And I came into the location, and I kind of just fell in love with the girls, the way <laughs> with the way that it was all set up. So, because then I thought you were going to say like, pick your favorite, like who's your favorite person, who's your favorite personality. I won't answer that question. No, so, it's okay. We know it's me. So, well, actually, when I came in and got everything set up this week. Savannah was one of the first people I met, mm -hmm. actually right here. So, yep. so I, I would have to say that as far as hospitality welcoming welcoming me in and showing personality, then I have to give you some credit. So you do get some credit. Credit for words do. So yeah, very humble. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like the layout of, of the Hooters. I do. I like that it's different. So yeah, Savannah, I think we're gonna have to keep you around. You got a good personality. Well, thank but you. Thank Appreciate you for spending it. some time with of us. Of course. Thanks Appreciate for having me. It. Absolutely. Good to meet you. Good Savannah to meet you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget. Give our best to Bo. Oh, I will. So with that being said, here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, we are live from iDrive at Hooters on 8801 International Drive. We're going to take a step aside for a fast break, and we will come back right after this inside of Hooters, hanging out with you, and always appreciate being here with an awesome team. Shout out to, to Jeff, to Tim, to Farron, and to all of the Hooters girls here. They make the experience awesome. And shout out to M3 as well. I want to give a big, uh, big time shout out to Julia and Michaela for all they're doing behind the scenes. So thank you for your work. Rick and I will be back right after this fast break where sports meets life on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora.
Corvell DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or iced milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, Carvelanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Cafe Cabal offers same-day local delivery of our products, offering no delivery charge for Onondaga County. Shop CafeCabal.com for fresh roasted coffee beans, cold brew, travel mugs, and all your essential Cafe Cabal needs. Cafe Cabal, coffee for the soul. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, live from iDrive. We're hanging out here at Hooters of iDrive on 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. This is the Florida in Focus week, which we are bringing you our college and NFL football preview. Very excited about it. My guest today is Rick Etienne and, of course, myself, Dan Tortora, here with you and the Hooters girls joining us all the way through. Savannah was a good one. That was that was uh, Savannah with one N. First time I ever met a Savannah with one N. So I would say you might have found a, a new uh, permanent co-host, if anything. <laughs> I know. And we have uh, we got a new guest here with us here, so we'll bring her through. And I believe that that our new guest is from the great state of North Carolina. Correct. All right. So North Carolina, one of my favorite states. So, and I actually ended up in North Carolina. I love Charlotte. So what part? Swansboro, near Emerald Isle. Okay, near Emerald Isle. And that is, I've been Raleigh, Charlotte, Greensboro, Pinehurst, so where? It's about two hours from Raleigh. From Raleigh, okay. Mm -hmm. I let everybody know your first name, sorry. Ashlyn. Ashlyn, okay. Now, do you spell it different? Like Savannah was telling us her intricate way of spelling her name. How is Ashlyn spelled? A-S-H-L-Y-N. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can find a keychain somewhere. Nope. You can't? Nope. Because there's not two ends, right? Is that why? I think, yeah. yeah. Okay. I've only found it once. 
We've only found it once. Where yeah. was that? Bush Gardens. I was going to say. <laughs> Either Bush Gardens or Kings Island. Okay. All right, fair enough. So what brought you to Hooters on iDrive? So I worked at the one in Jacksonville, North Carolina for two years. Okay. And then I moved to Florida about three weeks ago. And <laughs> I just loved everything about working at Hooters, like the opportunities, the fun, the makeup. <laughs> the makeup. So I've always wanted to move to Florida, but we always, my family wanted to stay in North Carolina. And in New Year's Eve, I came down with a friend and I loved it. And I was like, I really want to move here. And then I happened to meet a boy and he lived here. And so it was just kind of like a, like a push because I didn't have a foundation here if I moved like last year. But since I met a boyfriend, I had kind of a backbone. So I just jumped the gun and went for it. It's, there's something about North Carolina family, because I've met that before, like they want to stay in North Carolina. They kind of want to just like keep everybody there and, and have that family atmosphere and whatnot. Because I dated somebody back in the, actually when I, when I was working at Disney, I dated someone who she wanted to live here, wanted to live in North Carolina, family wanted her there back and forth. So I get the whole, you know, I liked it there too. And I like the accent. I didn't which, like it. You didn't like I it? I didn't like living there. I lived there for so long and there was nothing to do. Well, see, I don't know your part, though. Like, that's the thing is I, I love Charlotte, but then when I went to Princeton, there's like 700 people in a billy goat. That's all that's there. Like, every, every, I don't know if I could say this on the air as a card-carrying Italian, every dead body from the mob is in Princeton, North Carolina. <laughs> like, there's nobody going to look for it there. I promise you that. It is flat land. But, yeah, I was like, and that's, that's the thing. She lived in Princeton, and I was like, well, if I ended up with that girl, I, I would have, you know, lived in the middle of nowhere, so. Yeah. Okay, I get it. See, I kind of lived in the middle of nowhere, but I was on the coast, too. I was, like, 15 minutes from the beach. Okay. That was the only thing to do. Yes. But you wanted to move to Florida because why? Oh, I hate the cold. You hate the cold? I hate snow. I hate the cold. She's saying this from North Carolina. I live in Syracuse. I live in Santa's armpit. It gets a little chilly. Yeah. We get like 190 inches of snow a year. Oh, no, thank you. I will pass on that. So you've been down here for a few weeks. You're here at iDrive. What do you like about this specific Hooters? Oh, the size. Okay. It's a great size, great location. Good people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very great layout. It's totally different from the other ones that I've been in. The way that they made this, and mm -hmm. I just like the brightness of it. It's just yep. different. And like nothing's the focal point, everything's the focal and point. And I love that they have two bars. They have a patio bar and an inside bar. And, and, it, and it's very eye-dry too. Like I think that's one of the things that's super important. Yeah. When you're putting anything, whether it's retail space, entertainment, food and beverage, if you're putting something in eye-dry, it has to scream yeah. <laughs> That's iDrive. Yeah, it makes sense. So, we have gone into and out of the sports world. Are you a sports fan? It depends. You're from North Carolina. So, do you have a North Carolina college team? Well, I go to ECU. I love it. See, that's another school. So, the American Athletic Conference, I have East Carolina of the last eight, eight nine years. So, I know the Pirates very well. And I know all of their coaches 
and Ruffin McNeil is my guy, and then Scotty Montgomery, and now they have Mike Houston, who will be featured on the show next week. But I'm a big fan of ECU, which I don't think it's enough love. So that's cool to hear that. Yeah. They'll start hopefully hiking up here. So, so what do you like about East Carolina now that I get to shamelessly plug ECU? <laughs> um, so, I love the parties there, but the parties kind of screwed me over freshman year. Okay. Um, it's just like one giant community, really. Okay, fair enough. Have you been to the Pirates games? Yes. You have. So you, they, you know, firing off everything. Oh, and yeah. You see that. Yeah. And then the, like, the no quarter flag. Yeah, you like it. You enjoy it. But East Carolina is just, it is. It doesn't get enough, because it's always like Duke, North Carolina. If you had to pick between Duke and Chapel Hill, who would you pick? Oh, I'm Duke all the way. They have a prettier blue. <laughs> oh, my God. Said, said no woman I've ever met ever. Navy versus baby blue? Oh, Sky I blue? hate baby blue. Baby blue. Ugh, no. Wow. Duke blue all the way. And I cover them both. And Grayson Allen was, when I interviewed him, he was such a, such a nice guy. I asked him why he was, what he thought about being the most hated person in America. <laughs> but, okay. So we're not going to go farther with the Duke conversation. I can't do that to myself. So, have you ever liked anything Wake Forest or NC State? No. Okay. All right, fair enough. No. Mus- Not important. <laughs> music, what are you listening to? Um, I like all kinds of music. Okay. If you had to pick, like if you had three concerts you could go to here in Orlando, group or individual singer, what three concerts would you go to right now? Okay, Justin Bieber for sure. Love that man. Okay. Um, Juice World if he was still alive. <laughs> and Luke Combs. Luke Combs, okay. An eclectic group. I told you, I listen to everything. So Justin Bieber, I met when he was 14. He came to the radio station. No way. So I was working at ESPN in Syracuse. It was 1260 at the time. And 93Q. And they said, there's this kid coming in. He's 14 years old. He's going to play for us. I'm thinking at 4 o'clock, I was like, I could stop working. <laughs> so they're like, if you want to come in, you can hang out. So I'm sitting, and so Bieber's right here. He's 14. The guitar's as big as he is. He's a little <laughs> tiny kid, a little mushroom haircut. And oh, his the hair. What, like mom or whatever's there, manager. And so the camera's right here. And so there's a person here. I'm sitting here, and they're filming this. I don't know what they're filming it for. He plays a couple songs for us, and then he goes, oh, if you guys want an autograph, and I'm like, I'm not going to turn down an autograph. I don't know what's going to happen. So I walk up to the kid, and he writes, you know, to Dan, just a beaver, whatever. I walk out of that room. I move down here. A month later, he blows up. His oh. tickets are on sale in Orlando every day. Everything's selling out. I still have the autograph, mint condition, in a folder. Oh, you can sell that for so much. <laughs> and Unless I steal it from you first. That's very true. I'm not telling you where it is. And the other part of that was, so after all of that, he blew up. I So I had the autograph, whatever. The Never Say Never came out, the movie. The footage of him at 93Q singing to us is in there, but you only see him because we were all off camera. So there's a piece of the movie that the camera's right here, and I was like, I should have just... <laughs> <laughs> if I had known, I didn't know they were filming it for I thought it was for him. So... 
Yeah. So yeah. So I've I've met I've met the Beebs before he was the Beebs. So. Uh, lucky man. <laughs> I got him real early. Yeah, he was sitting there. He's like, ah, I think I'm gonna sign with Justin Timberlake or Usher, and I'm like, there must be another Justin Timberlake or Usher because this is big news. It was before he signed, which he signed with Usher. I literally came down here and there's cardboard cutouts of him at like. Fye and like the entertainment store, and I'm like, this is. I just met this kid. Oh, all the girls loved him. And yeah. Hated by all the girls. No, hated by all the men or the boys. I, I don't say. hate him. I respect him, and I like that he just did a song with Chance the Rapper. So I'm good with that. His chance he's, is very good. He's changed so much. Yeah. Talks about his faith now, which mm-hmm. I like. Got tattoos all over the place. He's like. You know, he's he's himself. I think he's becoming more of himself. Mm-hmm. He's definitely grown and changed. A you came lot. here for sports, and we're talking about Justin Bieber. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so, now that you're here, would you ever go back to Carolina? Just to visit. I mean, I have my family there, but I would probably not live there. Okay. All right. Are you at Disney Universal? Do you do that stuff or no? Um. I've been to Disney a couple of times, but I just think it's overrated, honestly. Now, is that since you've been here, or I think I've only been like once or twice, maybe when I was younger. But back in February, we went. Me and my boyfriend went to Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom, and it was it was fun. Mm-hmm. So whenever I moved out here and I start going often. Like you, I'm just like, I don't, I don't see the hype. Like, yeah. Give me six flags. Like, yes. Like, I'll go to Universal. I just don't want to buy the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is. Like, cause I, cause I got spoiled. The last two times I went to Universal, somebody had a ticket, and they're like, I want to bring you. You know, this one girl was date was dating this guy, and we were friends, like literally just friends. But like, she was dating this guy, and he did her dirty, and so she's like, well. I'm not going to go to Universal. I'm like, I'm not going to go to Universal. So we went and we had a good time. And then the other time I got it through something. Like I had gone to some promotional thing and they gave us tickets. So why not? But Disney I will be going to after I leave here today. So I'm different. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Animal Kingdom because I like Everest. I like the backwards and going through the mountain yeah. and stuff. So. Animal Kingdom is my favorite one. Yeah. Avatar. Yeah. Food and wine is. Oh, Evan and I hit that up on Sunday. The food that I ate to like next to each other, I'm just proud of my stomach. <laughs> I was having like Italian donuts, seafood salad from Spain, oh, wine. I'm hungry. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to get here? I don't know. I love the buffalo chicken dip. Okay. So good. Okay. And then usually I'll get like a boneless kids meal. One of the other girls here says that they make you set your orders off the kids' meal. Boneless yeah. kids' meal or boneless burger sliders. Boneless burgers. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Final thing. On my show, we do a thing called Rapid Fire, which flips the script. And instead of you getting interviewed, you get to interview us. So we're live on Facebook and YouTube and on MixLR where you're listening to the audio and on wakeupcalldt.com. You can ask Rick a question and me a question, and we have to answer it live. Okay, okay. Rick will go first. You can ask me whatever um. you want. <laughs> because I, I need to see what she's going to ask. And then I come in. I'm sorry. This is wake up call with who? <laughs> so, all right. All right. All right. I got one. Right. What's one thing nobody knows about you? Wow. So heavy. Oh, yeah. We're getting right into it. 
He's a Justin Bieber super fan. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that movie with, um, it's terrible that I can't even remember the name. There's a movie with Mandy Moore and she's A Walk to Remember. A Walk to Remember. That makes, yeah, it's a I sad movie. I like a baby <laughs> from start to end. Uh-huh. Not stop. Uh-huh. Like, everything about that movie will make me cry. I don't care what you come in, I don't care what's happening. I always want her to make it in the end, and she never does. Oh my god, like, like you, I feel like this is going to be the time where she does You know, to watch it this time, yes. and she's going to no, make it. Yeah. I'll start to so finish that movie, and make me cry. Aww. Now everybody knows that. Thanks a lot. Dude, I'm right there with you. They said we could read the book or watch the movie. I was like, why would I read the book? And I went and I sat in the back row. I started crying. And I was there with my two buddies. And we were all like getting worked up about it. They're like, dude, this is ridiculous. They left. They're like, we're not going to sit here and cry. I was like, I have to watch this for school, though. <laughs> I got no choice. I was like, I was like, I got to watch this for school. You know, I was like, I was like, the, the very first time I teared in a movie was Armageddon. Okay. The, the, the scene where uh, they they're pulling the straw and then, you know, Oh yeah. I, like that's the first time I was just like, oh, what the, what is that, <laughs> you know? And then never again. And then here comes the Walk to Remember. Marvel got me in Infinity War. Oh man. So I'm a fan. I've been a fan of Spider-Man my whole life. When I was a kid, I wanted to be Spider-Man or Venom, the anti-hero. And so I'm watching Infinity War, and Spider-Man grabs Tony Stark, yeah. and he says. He goes, he's like, I feel weird. And he grabs him and he goes, I don't want to go. When he says, I don't want to go, literally, a single tear (laughs) fell. And I can't say what I said in the movie theater on the air because I swore. But I was like, I was like, blank the Russo brothers is what I said. I was pissed. I was like, and I left the tear just coming down my face. I remember here, like, to that point, I remember at that point, like, you could hear the sniffles and, like, from throughout the theater. And I'm just like, they killed my two. They killed Spider-Man and Black Panther. Those are my two. Yeah, well, that movie came out years ago. All right, now that I'm sick to my stomach, go ahead and ask me your question. Okay. Um, different one or same one? You can ask whatever you want. You're the host for right now. All right. Let me get my brain going. Um. <laughs> Rapid fire is dangerous, man. I've been asking crazy. Do you questions. have a favorite memory from fourth grade? Wow, fourth grade specifically. Let me go back. Do you have a favorite memory? For- Two came to mind immediately. <laughs> One of them paints me in a horrible light. No, we need. That's going to. Yeah, <laughs> so, we need to hear it. So, so I'm gonna. So I'll, I'll tell the the funnier one second. So the first one is I had Mrs. Anderson was my teacher, and so I'm there in fourth grade, and she told us we had to take all of our books out of our thing, and out of our locker, and. I don't think she meant like at the same time right away. So I'm like, you know, I'm a little kid, whatever. And I took all my books and put them in my duffel bag and I'm carrying them. And when I swung it, I almost fell down the stairs. (laughs) And I was like, you told us to take all our books. And she's looking at me and I was like, this was what you said. (laughs) I took the literal of what you said. The other one is we had a substitute teacher and she was an older lady. I'm going to sound so bad. <laughs> she was an older lady, and she had, like, very pronounced veins on her leg. And so I was on crutches at the time, and I was joking around about her, and I said that I said that if you ever get lost, you can read her legs like a roadmap and get back home. <gasps> no, you did not. I did. I did. 
And not only did I say that, I got in trouble. She made me get up and put my nose against the back wall on my crutches. So I'm like this with my leg in the air. I was like, how long do I stand? She's like, do you want to stay back there forever? I'm like, I got to keep my foot. I, I sprained my ankle. So she made me. And I'm just like there, like trying to balance. I'm like falling over. And she's just continuing on You couldn't class. just like rest on the crutches? No, I'm, I mean like... You got to put your nose, and then I had to keep my foot up because I didn't want to fall. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So you know, I was doing like this balancing act. It wasn't exciting for me at all, and I still stand to it. If I ever, if I ever need a road home from Orlando to Syracuse, I'm gonna use her leg. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, Ashley, you have been a pleasure. Welcome from North Carolina. Thank you. And shout out to East. Carolina University. Go Pirates. So I like that. Yep. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Come out and see all the Hooters girls, including Ashlyn, right here on iDrive 8801 International Drive. <laughs> 8801 International Drive. That was a magic trick. So 8801 International Drive here in Orlando, Florida. I, f- I fully expect to get home and my wife want to watch a walk to remember. <laughs> Dude, I want to I want to watch it with you and just like like we both cried in the middle of it. We just like bump fences. <laughs> I mean, like, bro, I thought she was gonna make it the nineteenth time I watched it. See, but I'm not even like you shouldn't even be embarrassed because I'm seconding you. Like I can't. It'll be on in the middle of the day. Oh, remember UPN. Like Sunday at three o'clock, it's on UPN, and I'm I'm laying on the couch watching, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, why am I watching this? Like, what is wrong with me? And, it, and and it's one of those that even if you're just channel surfing and you happen to see it, like, yeah, here we go. Can we talk about movies that we own but we watch when they're on TV oh, yeah. with commercials? Yeah. Dark of the Moon, Transformers Three, uh, NFX. I don't know why I watch it every time. Any of the Marvel movies. <laughs> You know, let's start there. The Matrix, that's another one. Like, yeah. it'll be on TNT at least twice a week. Yeah. And I'm just like, right, well, I guess, I guess we're watching the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed at, like, 12.07 in the morning. And I'm like, well, Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Use is on. Guess I'm staying up till 3. And, like, I, and that's always my wife's go-to, like, babe, don't we have this? Like, yeah. So I'll just put it on. It is on. <laughs> Why put it on when it's already there? You know, it's like I got all these DVDs, I got Netflix, I got Disney Plus, yeah. but when when TBS has got a special on, I'm in it. Run them back to back too, so one will end. Yeah. And like, oh, the sequel. <laughs> Wait, and I'm and this is me. This is and this is I'm serious. On FX, it's like what's coming up after Dark of the Moon and Encore Dark of the Moon. I'll watch it again because you, you missed the beginning. So it's right? six o'clock in the morning. I haven't gone to bed yet. And I watched Dark of the Moon one and a half times. Well, with, with me, that's like that's like when you get stuck on USA with uh, SV, SVU. Oh, yeah, oh, Special Victims Unit. Forget about it. And it's bum, like, bum. all right, this is the last episode. Bum, bum. Okay, all right, now this is the last. I swear this is the last. Finally, it's an infomercial. I'm like, thank God I can yeah. go to sleep. <laughs> well, And the thing is, we act like the TV has control over whether or not we're going to sleep. I'm like, I mean, like, it does, though, no? Well, I'll lay in bed, and I turn on Jersey Shore Family Vacation. I had to buy Fubo TV to get it because you can't watch it anywhere. Uh-huh. So I had this seven-day free trial. I'm like, I'm going to bang them all out, watch them all. <laughs> I did it, and, and I was like, I can't get season four anywhere else. It ran out, 
And that morning of, I just like let it go. I'm like, I'm not gonna think about it. I'm like, sixty four ninety nine gets charged with my credit card. I'm like, well, I do need to see the rest of it. Yeah. I was like, I wasn't gonna not, you know. I just don't want to tell anybody I paid sixty five bucks. But like, you know, I'm gonna watch it. So, because I can't help. And at night, you know, I just get drawn into JWoww's fake face and and the situation being good now. And my man Paul, I go to places now all the time, and and I'm like, I'll get the burger. Hold the COVID. <laughs> so I'll do that. On. <laughs> I can't help myself. I watch TV from midnight on. That's my life. I work all day. I do stuff. I do like nighttime events and whatever. So like I'm always watching TV at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Yeah. So. My favorite is, you know, Netflix. Trying my life. Like, are you still watching? Yes. <laughs> I, I am aware it's 530 in the morning. Yeah. But yes, I am still watching. I was like, yeah, I'm watching New Girl. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> you know, good movie though. And I mentioned this before. Fatherhood. Mm-hmm. With yeah, yeah, Kevin Hart. I still haven't watched it because you know, like it's one of those things. We have that list of movies that it's like okay, you gotta we're watch. all gonna watch together. You're gonna cry but though. Then we all we can't all get together and watch it. So you're gonna cry, Rick. Yeah? You're gonna cry. Yeah, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. Everybody's told me how, how good it is. It's funny, but it's sad. But then it also like I could relate to parts of it, which were really cool. And like when he meets the right person for him, mm-hmm. <laughs> which hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but when he died, I'm at, I'm at a ton of wrong. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, I'm when, there. I think I think I think I got a keeper. I think I I I think if I check off all the bad ones, I'm only gonna be left with the good. That's how I'm looking at it. Yeah. I'm going at it from the angle of like, let me eat all the old pizza uh-huh. before I get the new slice. Nice, slice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me eat all the pizza under the bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ooh, I'm saying it's probably better than what I've seen. <laughs> Hanging out here with Rick Etienne, myself, Dan Tortora, Wake Up Call, live from iDrive, Hooters Orlando, 8801 International Drive. Come out and see us in Orlando, Florida. And, of course, you're watching on Facebook.com backslash live now, DT, Facebook.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, YouTube.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, and you're listening on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, as well as on the homepage of Wake Up Call DT. Dot com. So we appreciate you being here, hanging out with us, and having some fun. And ready to go. All right. So we're going to bring on Jordan here. We have a moment here with Miss Jordan. What did you say? I was ducking under a cord. Ducking the cord? All right. So we have Jordan here yesterday. She was the behind-the-scenes assist that we had for all of the interviews yesterday. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. So... Jordan's here with us. Like I said, Rick, Etienne, myself, Dance Tour. We are live from iDrive in Florida in Focus Week. We're talking about college football, the NFL, and definitely we're very nice toward the NCAA in the beginning. And now we're talking about a little bit of everything. So, Jordan, you have an interesting story because you have done a lot of different things here, and you've been a Hooters girl, you've been at the bar, but then you're also working in the management world. Bring me into kind of how it all came together. Um, well, I, about four years ago here, I used to work at Ace Hardware, (laughs) and that is what I did um, until I graduated with my AA, and I had just randomly met a girl that had worked here through my graduation ceremony. She was like, hey, you're really nice. I think that you would do really well with my company at Hooters. You should come apply. And I was like, no, you know, I really like my job at Ace Hardware. Like, I think I'm going to stay. Um, and then a week, about a week later, I, I had thought on it, and I was like, you know, 
I think I actually want to try this. So I put in my application, and thank God I actually got hired. Um, I started doing that for a while while I was in school, making money. I got promoted on the bar, which is super nice. Um, and then come here last spring, I just graduated. So um, kind of as, I guess, a promotion, celebratory of me graduating, I got my bachelor's in hospitality management. So kind of this. Uh, they decided to promote me and move me up to an hourly manager. So it's kind of cool. I still get to bartend, but I also get to get that aspect of things to kind of build my resume. Um, and I am going back to school, so working on my master's. So. <laughs> and so for hospitality, what can you say about Because we talked about it a little bit off the air, that Hooters is, I mean, at least from my perspective, and 11 years ago to now, working with Tim Baum and Jeff Spraker, obviously Farron here and whatnot, it's such a good, it's a company filled with, people that are organized, they care, they're really good at things, and they want to make sure that everything is kind of like put together in the, in the right way. I just feel like there's really good people behind the scenes that don't get talked about enough. Um, that's definitely true. <laughs> that is 100% the case. There are so many um, good hearts just in this company. Um, just from the kitchen, the kitchen guys, the higher ups, um, the people you don't really see too much. There's so many just genuine like people that work here. Sports-wise, do you have a team? Um, like college or like college team and team. pro, whatever you want to go with. Um, so for college, I went to UCF. So obviously Knights, but my boyfriend's family, his family was um, FSU alum. So also go Knowles. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then as far as professional goes, um, you know, I'm from Florida. Yeah. We don't have um, the best luck here with our teams um, and then also my parents they happen to be you know Dallas Cowboys fans so just all around I, I support Florida teams and Dallas Cowboys but you know fair enough so UCF and Florida State don't cross right because you got UCF South Florida you got Florida Florida State here's a cool thing with UCF and Florida State Mackenzie Milton who was here as quarterback at UCF is now playing quarterback for Florida State. So he'll be at both. And I've gotten to be around him for both. Just got to interview him with Florida State, and I'm so excited that he's back on the field because he almost had his leg amputated. Like He had a crazy injury. So to see him back, I'm ecstatic about this. So you can actually love them both through through just Mackenzie Melton. <laughs> Perfect. I love him already. <laughs> yeah. He's a really good guy. And shout out to him because he gave, uh, when I asked him a question about, you know, getting back on the field, he shouted out his mom. His mom came to live with him for two years, and she helped him rehab and get better. And for, you know, a young man to even say, hey, I live with my mom, and, like, she did all this, like, he's got a quality mom. And so I want to shout out Miss Milton there because she's, she's pretty awesome. So. Him and De'Ara King, yeah, immediately. So sports-wise then, we talked off the air about UCF. Are you going to go to the bounce house this year? I am 100% going to try. Um, I told him yesterday, I have gone to UCF for the past four years, and I have never been to a game. I know. I've been to more games <laughs> over the last 10 years. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I always wanted to. I just, I never did. And it's such a shame, too, because we get free tickets, I'm pretty sure. So now that I'm back for my master's degree, I'm going to UCF again. I have to. It's one of my goals that I, yes, I need to go to a game. 
So, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay, I promise. <laughs> Did Jordan go? <laughs> I got you guys. I'm, I won't disappoint. Um, so I'm going to try to go to the Boise game coming okay. up. Yeah, I got a plan. Because Ashland's East Carolina, you're UCF. They play each other. So I'm going to keep tabs on that game. We should go to the game together. You should go to the game. I'll talk to her. We'll get together. <laughs> we'll go live from there. Yeah. They'll be in the parking lot like, oh, I'll have my we? people contact her people. Yeah. Work it out. <laughs> yeah, figure something out. Yeah, I believe we get free tickets. Maybe I should. There's fans right now going, are you serious right now? Like, they can't go to the games due to COVID and the free tickets. Wow. Okay. So we got to make that happen, obviously. Music-wise, what are you listening to? Everything. Um, I'm a big country fan, so I do. I love Luke Holmes. I am going to see him in October, and I cannot wait. Um, I've been waiting to see him for like two years because, you know, all the concerts were um, not going on. But I'm a little bit of a nerd. I go to this like bar called Cowboys all the time because I love country music and I love line dancing. So I put on my boots. And I go out there, and I, I do that um, every Thursday, literally every Thursday, for the past, like, two years. <laughs> I think I was there. My buddy Jason brought me. But they line dance to everything. They line dance to rap music. Yeah. So I'm out there, and I thought I was in a flash mob. He's like, <laughs> he's like, come out and dance. And I'm, I'm there by myself. I was, like, single, whatever. So I'm out there with him. I think he had his girlfriend at the time, whatever. So we go. I get on the dance floor. This, like, notorious B.I.G. song comes on, and everybody's like... You know, and I was yeah. and I was like, I'm looking around and there's like 75 people doing this dance. I was like, I don't know the dance, and I'm trying to get it down, and I'm trying to, and then the next song they do a different one, and I was just like, wow, I, re- I respect line dancing. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like, I never liked country music growing up. I love it now. That's how I was. I, I didn't like it growing up too much, and then a few years ago, um, I just I had gone to Cowboys. I had done like cheer and dance growing up, so I really liked that choreographed, like you know, dancing type of thing. Yeah. But I hated country music. My my friend she dragged me out there, and I was like, I don't want to do this. Um, and I ended up loving it and going back with even without her, just continuously going back. So. I love R and D for me country music is so good. They don't apologize for talking about God. They talk about family. I love that. And the songs are real. And when I don't want to get in my feelings, I go to Drake. <laughs> But what I want to get in my field, then I go to Luke Combs and I go to, you know, Rascal Flats and the Florida Georgia Line and, and all that stuff. But see, country, like, I can listen to it today, but there's those days where I'm like, I don't want to feel that today. I agree with that. Like, as I well. just can't do that today. Yeah. I can listen to Mayberry by Rascal Flats because they talk about Cherry Coke, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> Favorite movie of all time? Of all time? That's so hard. Um,. Uh... I don't know if I have a favorite movie of all time. I I like horror films in general. I do like horror movies. Okay. Um, scary things. I've been currently watching um, Z Nation, which is like a zombie apocalypse kind okay. of. Right. They just came out with a like a 
I guess a prequel called Black Summer on um, Netflix okay. and I had watched that during COVID and I got really into it I thought it was really cool really good just the way they set up the episodes it'd be like the same scene but from different people's perspectives so it was just really okay. interesting it was like a different type of film yeah so I started to kind of get into that and I found out it was a prequel to Z Nation and I like zombie things so I started watching that I've been binging that <laughs> put my earmuffs on because scary movie <laughs> I don't like exorcist movies I can watch some of that like, I think those are the scariest ones like, for me I was gonna say I like Chucky a lot I did I was Chucky for Halloween last year so I really like Chucky I think he's cool yeah wait hold on can we pick that up because because we follow each other on here Would it's you, on there can it I pick on, it up yeah right. yeah I'm gonna search for it right now okay let's pick you up here I have a couple Okay. It might be down. Oh, not last year. And same thing. She goes in. She sees the she sees the Chucky costume. She's like, I want to be Chucky. I want to sell their own house. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you show that? Look at that. It doesn't even look like you at all. <laughs> I had a wig on. You pulled that off. Yeah, that's good. That's horrifying. When my daughter chose Chucky, I was like, yeah. Daddy's girl. And it's cool. Want to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! See, I never watched Child's Play growing up. I stayed away from it, and and I, so I dated somebody in college, and she loved scary movies. So this is what I learned, and this is no offense to you at all, because you you watch the scary movies, but you don't force yourself to watch it. Any girl that's forced me to watch a scary movie has been a horrible girlfriend. Because <laughs> there's three of them that have me watch like the scariest movies in the world. If I watch it on my own, fine. Yeah. Right? So note to your guy from Florida State, what's his name? <laughs> Devin. Devin, if she doesn't force you, she's good. If she forces you to watch it, then call me. But uh, so, so I'm watching Child's Play this one night. And there was, uh, so she forced me to watch it. We were at her house, whatever. And I watched one and two. I fell asleep that night, and I slept on the floor. There's a bathroom right behind me with the door open. I kid you not, 18 years I got by this, I fell asleep, I woke I woke up, and I had dreamt about, and I can still draw the entire thing to you today like I just had the dream. Going up the stairs, there was this white, all-white apartment. Chucky led me up this long flight of stairs. He killed the mom, the dad, the son, and the daughter in front of me, came into the kitchen with the bloody knife, gets up on the stool and he's looking at me and he won't kill me and he's telling me how easy it was to kill them while he's swinging the knife I still remember that bro that was from 2005 it scared you that bad yeah. and I can't remember the good dreams I had I'm like remember that dream when I was on a rainbow no remember that time yeah remember I remember when Chucky was killing people yeah so so I can't I can't watch and like my thing is I don't have kids yet I know that my kids are gonna mess with me someday and they're gonna be like walking down on all fours, you know, like yeah. down the stairs or something like that. And I'm gonna be real with them. The first time, I'll laugh. The second time, they're getting adopted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not keeping that in my house. If they're talking to somebody in the closet, we'll move one time. But if, you know, Mr. Jiggles follows us to the next house, then they can stay with Mr. Jiggles. I'm out. <laughs> We're like, Mr. Jiggles wasn't with me as a kid. He with you. That's a problem on you. That's your problem. That's, That's not my problem. problem. <laughs> yeah. That's your friend. That's your plus one. That's not my plus one. So in the effort of fairness, 
we do a thing on my show called Rapid Fire, which lets you ask the question. So you can ask Rick a question and me a question. Anything in the world, we're live on video and audio, so we have to answer it. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. You can ask Rick first, and then I'll go second. Um. Okay. I. So I just. I don't really know much about you in general. Um. Where Where did you go to school, or what did you do? What do you do? So. Where did I go? So I, I'm originally from New York. Okay. I went to school in Virginia. Okay. While I was in Virginia, I did the Disney Classroom down here. Yeah. And I've been stuck in my side. Okay. So that's how we got here. Um, I mentioned I used to work at Walmart, actually. So. I need some new black ones, so I'll see you after. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, now I've kind of transitioned. I've gotten out of the retail Okay. You DJ too? Okay. Gotcha. You're kind of very well-rounded. <laughs> I see. You know, I try to not stay in one box. Well, it's very nice to meet you. <laughs> um, and then I kind of talked to you a little bit yesterday um, about your life and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe just. Um, I'm not that creative, honestly. Um, so you, you talked about not liking horror films. What kind of movies do you like, or what do you enjoy? Uh, so I like talk to Alex about this. I'm I'm a big Marvel fan. I've always been that way. Okay. And so I like that, but I'm a big comedy. I love making people laugh. Um, Rick knows that my stand-up comedy is a long time in the making. You know, off the air, as I did say that, you know, we were talking about the ex-life. My ex-girlfriends will make me a lot of money someday. Uh, stand up. So coming in, coming to Netflix. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. But um, no, my favorite. I would probably say I love comedies. I. Who's your favorite comedian then? I was just gonna go there. Love him. I wanted to work with him so bad. When he passed away, I honestly felt like my uncle died, and that was Robin Williams. Robin Williams to me is actually a woman down here made at Tampa Bay Comic Convention. She does these like half faces, and she had Robin Williams that she drew, and then the faces of six movies he was in. Oh, that's really cool. And she put it together, and, and his eyes are blue, but everything else is black and white. It's so good, it looks like a portrait of him, and it genuinely like will bring a tear to your eye because you can like almost see his pain. Yeah. And yeah, I mean Robin Williams, everything. Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, Bicentennial. Man, I watched everything. I've heard really good things about him too. I heard that he also used to hire like homeless people on his set too. I guess. Well, and what um, he died from was was uh, there was this very rare brain disease that was making him kind of lose his ability to think. So people don't really know what happened to him. And if you watch the documentary on HBO, it'll get you. But oh, it's, it's very deep. It's Hi. it's it's very. Uh, I have to watch that. It's good. It's very good, and it kind of like brings you into more of like the pain that he went through. But Robin Williams, by far, I like Jim Carrey. I like Kevin Hart. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. You know, I liked Bernie Mac. You know, Bernie was great yeah. too. Uh -huh. So yeah, comedies I would have to say because I like making people laugh. Heard. So, Heard. So with that being said, Jordan, thank you. Thank Appreciate you for it so much. Me. Appreciate it. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Pleasure is always mine. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Hooters I Drive, we're hanging out here with you and appreciate you being here. Uh, Rick, 
we've got a lot of stuff to to get into. A lot of things to jump to, a lot of areas. We've got to go to your Dolphins, my Jaguars. We're going to hot seat each other there. So I'm going to get ready for that in a second. We're going to take a quick step aside for a fast break. When we come back from Hooters, I drive. It's Florida in Focus Football Preview Week. College football and the NFL coming to you with Rick Etienne, myself, Dan Tortora. Come out and see us, 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. We'll be back right after this. In these unique times, there are those in our community that give us a sense of normalcy and positivity. Pizza Man on 50 Oswego Street in Baldwinsville has been here for you for over 35 years and is here now. Call 315-638-1234 or order online at pizzamanbville.com to bring those familiar tastes into your home. And remember to come see our monthly on-site broadcasts centered around the community and our Baldwinsville bees. Pizza Man in Baldwinsville. Any way you slice it, they are always here for you. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily, and we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick Fil A restaurant. It's different. We we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so, you know, I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick Fil A restaurant. And then lastly. The impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. Your 
corporate purpose at Chick-fil-A is to glorify God by being faithful stewards of all that's entrusted to us and to possibly influence all those who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. And what became increasingly clear from our success in Cicero is that people love Chick-fil-A. And also, I think we recognize that, you know, we had a great opportunity to grow the brand and grow our platform. I felt incredibly grateful when I was, you know, selected to be a Chick-fil-A operator. I think what it's meant for me, what I've come to realize on a very deep level is that this is a calling for me. It's not a career. It's not a job. The Lord called me to be a Chick-fil-A operator and to use these restaurants to glorify him and to positively influence other people. I'm blessed. I'm very blessed. Head to Chick-fil-A Clay on 3974 State Route 31 in Liverpool, New York. Back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on site, on location. We are hanging out here at Hooters of iDrive here at 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. This is the Florida in Focus special on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. College football and the NFL kickoff week. Rick Etienne, myself, Dan Tortora, here with you today. And Wake Up Call is here all week long. You know that typically we are 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time, but we have changed our time for our, for our Florida and Focus Week here live from iDrive at Hooters because they open right at 11 o'clock. So as soon as they open their doors, we hit the live button here on Wake Up Call from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. We thank you for being here on YouTube.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, Facebook.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, Facebook.com backslash Live Now DT, where you're watching and listening worldwide, and of course, listening worldwide on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT and on Wake Up Call DT.com's homepage where these videos will be shared as well. Rick, we have a question from the peanut gallery. Uh-oh, here we go. And <laughs> that question has, we, and some of the questions got, or some of the things here got hidden. I was like, what, somebody swear on the, <laughs> swear on the line over here? Well, we have a question for you, and that question is, let's see here, question for Rick from Barry. Why is Alabama the greatest team ever? <laughs> and follow-up question, why is FSU the worst? Thank you, you, Barry. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Had to be. Had to be. Man. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Barry. We got a lot of great comments, so thank you to everybody on Facebook, too. Shout out. It's funny. Me and Barry used, and to, YouTube. I used to always tell them all the time, you know, after, uh, after saving, you know, scorned Miami and ran to Alabama, I was like, Alabama will never win a championship in the state of Florida. Damn, I got nothing to go on. You know, still trash, man. That's awesome. So I jump to college football for a second. I want to. I'm getting thoughts throughout the week of this. I got Nate's thoughts. Nick Saban, Debo Sweeney. Right now, who would you rather play for? I mean, the easy answer is Nick Saban. You right. Know, I mean, as much as I, I, I talk bad about the guy based off of my experiences with him uh, on the Dolphin side and whatnot, he's a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a recruiter. Yeah. Um, he knows how to put these kids in position to be successful currently and for the long haul. You know. So right. Not to say that Dabble doesn't, but we've obviously seen it for a lot longer stretch, a yeah. lot more consistently. Yeah. 
you know what I'm saying, with Teddy. So right. definitely easy answer. I mean, you can't go wrong with either with either guy, but, you know, um, Nick has that cachet of the SEC as well. He has that cachet of the NFL relationships, though some folks will say those relationships are a bit scorned, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it, 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 the proof is in the pudding when it comes to uh, Nick Saban and the program that he's been able to build and maintain. Yeah, you know, I, I think Alabama, obviously under Nick Saban, is – the best and has been the best but little comma Dabo Sweeney's right there Mm -hmm. and when he was brought in to Clemson and he was a wide receivers coach and they took a chance on him he was put in a place where the question was what is he going to do as head coach he becomes a head coach he had said and obviously I wasn't there for this a while ago he said in the press conference we're going to win here and people laughed at him. They laughed at Dabo Sweeney. People forget that every successful person started at the bottom. They started at the bottom. And Walt Disney started at the bottom. Dabo Sweeney started at the bottom. Nick Saban and Bill Belichick were on the Cleveland Browns staff back in the day. <laughs> it don't get any more bottom than that. Right. Started at the bottom and we're still at the bottom. You know what I mean? So, like, I mean, it's... That's where things begin. And I think that with Dabo, what I love about Dabo is I've gotten to spend a lot of time with him. So I'm going to be, you know, it's not biased, but it's, it's the work in. I haven't sat down with Nick Saban. But with Dabo Sweeney, I've t- talked to him on the teleconference. I've spoken with him at the ACC events. Thank you to the ACC for all you do to make it possible that I, that I have these opportunities. And we've talked about his belief in God, his faith just who he is and what matters most to him and that's what i respect him for more than anything because he wins and the last time they won a championship the woman's there with him going for six minutes Dabo, you know just talk about like what you did and he's like i want to thank my lord and savior jesus christ god means the world to me my faith is ever important to me da, 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 da. what about this you know i love these kids i love what they do i love how hard they fight for six minutes he would not stop talking about everybody else and god he never talked about Dabo Sweeney. Never talked about himself, yeah. and, and, and it wasn't like, I thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, it like cut and paste. It was, I thank God, here's why, this is why I care, this is what God, like this is the center of my life. And I love that he feels that way, I love that he doesn't hide it, I love that he isn't all about himself. And so I just have the utmost respect for Dabo Sweeney, and, and the fact that I've gotten to talk to him once is like a golden nugget for me. Mm-hmm. So I think Dabo's right there, but I think Nick Saban has been there. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where we're at. And that's the thing, you gotta, you figure too with Dabo, you know, many will say he just shot up out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Because to your point, he got into the position and almost immediately was able to build this program to where they are now. But it goes to show the, the, the type of recruiter that he is. Because yeah. yeah, while you're in the ACC, He's dead smack in the middle of SEC country, still pulling, you know, the, the, the top athletes from all over the country. So, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, to that point, the type of man he is, the type of leader he is, the type of coach he is, it, it, it's, it's definitely worth pointing that out. If he's able to go into these uh, living rooms and get these kids to say, you know what, yeah, I, I won't go to Alabama or South Carolina or wherever else. I'm, I am going to go hang out with Dabo in Clemson. So that's... It's huge. Anytime you can see that type of talent get pulled from those big, yeah. big SEC powerhouses right there in their own backyard, it shows you that he's doing something right. 
the expansion of the college football playoff from four to 12. I wanted any expansion that was at least eight, 10, 12. I'm so happy with 12. This is, you know, we're running into September and the hopes that like of the 900 channels this thing has to go through that after September, this can be a concrete deal. So your thoughts on if they do this and they do it the way that they're thinking of, that the top six conference championship winners will advance forward and then the other six will be the next six in the rankings. That that's what we're looking at, which would include, as of now, the Big 12, and it would include, finally, the American Athletic Conference, either UCF or Cincinnati or Memphis or whoever it may be. What's your take? So, first and foremost, the fact that we're going from four straight to 12 piggybacks off of our initial conversation where we had glowing remarks about the NCAA and, <laughs> yeah. and as far as them knowing what they're doing yeah. or not knowing what they're doing. You yeah. know, like For the longest time, all we heard was four, 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 four is enough, four is enough, four is enough. And then the first time you start talking about expansion, we're jumping straight to 12. Yeah. It's crazy. No one's going to change this until 2036 when the deal is up. I'm like, no, they will change it when, and, and not to interrupt, I want to make a point like mm-hmm. in here with it, the... The whole notion of we're not going to change this because it's all set in stone. Nothing when it comes to money with these places is ever set in stone. There you go. And I said the biggest the biggest fighter for the AAC, the biggest fighter for UCF, Houston, Memphis, Navy, you know, SMU and so on and so forth. The, the, the best Cincinnati, the best bet the American Athletic and their institutions had was that enough of the Power Five complained. Yeah. They're going to help you by accident. I said, because it's four and there's a power five and the SEC gets two, it's Alabama, another SEC, Clemson, and an open spot every year. So when it looks like that, the Pac-12's got a problem, the Big Ten's got a problem, the Big 12's got a problem. So the best, the best fighter for you of the American Athletic Conference is going to be Oregon, Stanford, Oklahoma State, Texas, Mich- you know, like if Michigan was good back in the day, look, Wisconsin, your fighters are going to North Carolina, Texas A&M, Cincinnati, like, like th- that's where it's going to be. So I said, the way that you finally break this rule mm-hmm. is that you get enough Power Five going, hey, there's five of us, there's only four spots, the SEC gets two, and if enough and people God, bang on that God door. Forbid Notre Dame gets one. Right. Gets and one they already one. made this awful premise that if Notre Dame goes undefeated, no matter how crappy their schedule is, they're going to get in. Because their schedule on paper had historically good teams, but they only they beat two teams by a large margin that weren't that good. One of them didn't have their starting quarterback. They beat FSU, who was down, and they beat Syracuse without Dungey at home in Notre Dame. And on top of that, they barely beat Ball State. They barely beat Vanderbilt. They were nothing. And then last year they put them in and go, well, their only loss is to Clemson, but they got a win against Clemson. They had a win against Clemson at home without Trevor Lawrence in double overtime. Exactly. And when you played the actual Clemson, you got banged yeah. by, you know, I mean, by almost three touchdowns. And that, so I think I think that's one of those things where, for me, specifically when you're looking at the, the Notre Dame aspect, too, to your point where where you're saying these power conferences are going to help you by accident because they're going to be complaining as well, too. Yeah. So imagine there you go, SEC gets two in. Notre Dame was an independent comes in. That's one spot left for four conferences. For Clemson. You know what I mean? And then, you know, uh, uh, as of recently, Clemson's yeah. holding that down. Yeah, because they tell so the American your strength of schedule isn't tough enough in your conference. Notre Dame doesn't have a conference. Yeah. 
Well, they're playing USC. USC's not ranked. Well, they're playing Stanford. Stanford's not Stanford's ranked. Not ranked yeah. Well, they're playing, you know, it's like, well, they're playing Navy, and they're, well, Na- Navy wasn't ranked. So it's like, if it's Notre Dame gets in based on history, and you know what I said? I want Notre Dame to get into the college football playoff, not because of what they did 100 years ago, and not because of the movie Rudy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but because but because they actually this like if it's if it's based on other years, yeah. then the Dallas Cowboys are in the Super Bowl every year. And that and that's been my and that's been my argument too. The past you know let's go like over the past five six years or so, where you've got you know a UCF team who was able to string three pretty solid years in a row. Yeah. Cincinnati who shined randomly, you know whatnot. They're like, oh well, you put these teams in, they're gonna get blown out anyway. Well. Y'all been putting Notre Dame in just to get blown out? <laughs> What's worse than scoring zero when you're Ohio State or getting blown out when you're Washington? Unless UCF can score negative points, they can't do worse than zero. Yeah. And that's what I say. I think at the end of the day, and this is where I hope that even if you expand, right? So you say the, 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 the six conference winners get in, then yeah. it's the next six based off the rating. No, rankings. My hope is that the rankings now don't start to – reflect the the need to make sure that these teams continue to not get in there. Because yeah. at the end of the day, look, Team X, if you think they deserve it or not, if they have a hell of a season where they go undefeated and, and they're ranked in the top 10, whatever the case may be, don't give me that, oh, well, they're just going to get blown out. And, uh, okay, send yeah. them and get them, let them get blown out. Such is life. But what about the off chance where they go in there and they surprise the heck out of you? And they move on, you know? These kids deserve the chance. Right. I'm tired of hearing every game counts, win your games, win your games, win your games. And then you got some of these schools that are out here doing it and winning their games. And then at the end of the day, New Year's Eve comes and they're at the uh, Whamalama Bowl in Sheboygan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> you know, just because they don't have a, yeah. the namesake that, that people would think should allow them to get into the opportunity to yeah. win a championship. So. You know, I, I just hope that if we do expand, that the rankings continue to stay true. Yeah. That these teams that yeah. are showing that they, you know, deserve a shot every so often, get that shot, you know? Well, and the thing is, when you look back on that and you look at the rankings, they set it up. The college football playoff committee sets up the rankings. So if they put UCF, they start them at 15. Uh-huh. They're going to say in the next six weeks, they can't go from 15 to 4. Yeah. So... They set it up to fail exactly. that UCF going undefeated is only going to get up to eight. Yeah. So when you're setting up your rankings to screw a team over, 25-0. and 0. In two seasons, 25-0, and 0, the only game they lost was to Auburn by – or not to Auburn, they beat Auburn. The only game they lost was to LSU by eight. And they, as being a good team, had to go play on the West Coast yeah. and play this game out there. And you look back on it. How do you? How does a team go twenty-five and zero, undefeated two seasons in a row, but two undefeated seasons back to back? And I don't care what conference you're in; those teams see you every year. This was with Scott Frost. This was with Josh Heupel. They went twenty-five and zero with an entire staff change. So to go through all of that and to get no respect, no love, nothing. Again, can UCF score less than zero from Ohio State? No. Can I mean, Alabama spanked Washington so bad. And Notre Dame, Notre Dame, I said before they even went in, we're at, we're in at 12-0, and 0, they were an embarrassment. Yeah, yeah, that was, a, that, that was a sloppy 12-0. Right, you throw them in there for what? Well, they have a big fan base. Great. 
They got a big fan base. They got 12 games a year to go to. They got a bowl game. Send them to a New Year's Six Bowl. But put the teams in that deserve to be in. And my hope with the 12 is if you're going to take the top six conference champions, that has nothing to do with the rankings. So that means that the American will probably get in. It gives Coastal Carolina a shot. It gives Boise State a shot. It, you know, stuff like that. Because I'm so sick and tired of Because now you can argue of the last year or so, I can argue the SEC should have all four. I could have argued Georgia, Florida, LSU, Alabama. You know, and then what? And then where do you put Auburn? And then where do you put Texas A&M? So Texas A&M deserved it last year, and so did Cincinnati. Neither one of them got it, and we saw the same old song and dance, my friend. So how is it any different than the BCS if, you know, this is essentially Lamb Chop's play-along? It's the song that doesn't end. These are the rankings that don't end, you know what I mean? I'll tell you one of the things, you make a valid point as far as, you know, yeah, you're going to start the CF off at 15 knowing that no matter what they do based on their schedule, they can't get in the floor. That's a big point, too. What 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 are we doing with these preseason polls? Pre, like, you you can't... How am I supposed to take a ranking seriously before we've seen anybody play? How many times do we see a top five team get completely punched straight in the gut the first two times they touch the field yeah. and end up out of the top 15, you know? So what... What premise? On what premise did you give them a top five rating? If the first two times we see them, they're getting blown out, you know. Right. Preseason rankings are a joke. We've got to be able to do away with those. We shouldn't see a ranking until week four, week five, maybe, yeah. as we start to see who these teams are. Then that put gives everybody, you know, I don't want to say everybody still gets a fair shot there, because even still, you know, your your big name teams are still gonna yeah. kind of work their way up to the top anyway. But then those UCFs. You know, during that two-year stretch, your Cincinnati's, your ECU's, those teams that may come out have a great start. Maybe now you could say, hey, this team looks great. The eye test matters, you know. We can't just look at a roster and just automatically say, okay, let's just throw the SCC in the top 15, pluck a couple, four other teams here and there in between. Let's see what happens, you know. Look what they did last year, and this is what makes rankings a true joke. The Big Ten wasn't going to play. The Pac-12 wasn't going to play. At 0-0 zero and zero for three weeks, yep. Michigan and Ohio State and Minnesota were ranked in the nation's top 25 and Wisconsin. Michigan ranked better than UCF. I said, how? Do, and this is the thing, how do you move up a spot yeah. at 0-0? Zero and zero? How did Ohio State get put in the top six before they even played? So you got teams four, five, six weeks into the season. Here comes Ohio State going, hey, you know, and they're already ranked. So you got teams ranked with a zero and zero record, but these teams that have played for six weeks, five weeks, seven weeks, yeah. they can't get ranked at six and one. It's 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 the it's an elitist mindset. It's the VIP mindset. You know, it's like hey, well, if they if you didn't t- believe they had cards shown before, just, zero and zero, Michigan went up three spots. I was like, you know what? Rick and I are playing too. We got the wake-up call team. I want to be in the top twenty-five. That's, that, that's legit. What it is? It's that VIP mindset. Your table is your table is booked in the back of the club. Show up whenever you want. The rest of y'all get in line. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. UCF came out there decked up, dressed yep. up, hair hair done, eye eyelashes done, and they and they said, you know what? You gotta know the security guard. You yeah. Know somebody. And then and then and Ohio State comes up with ripped sweatpants, no makeup. One of the eyelashes is falling off. 
the nails are all messed up. They yep. bit this one off. They're two different colors. And they're like, oh, girl, how you been? And right in the VIP. Yeah. 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 We've been waiting for you. That's who you are, Ohio State. Last year. That's it. That's who you were. Yeah. That, that, the yeah. rankings are a joke. So, again, yeah. I, I think if, if we get that expansion, the rankings have to remain true. Don't, don't start now forcibly. Rank teams that play games. That, that's a big part. Rank teams that play. How do you rank a team that doesn't play a game? So it doesn't make any sense to me. We're going to take a, uh, another step aside here on Wake Up Call inside of the Florida and Focus College football and NFL preview week. I'm here with Rick Etienne, myself, Dan Satora, live from iDrive right here on 8801 International Drive. Come out and see them at Hooters. We are here all week long from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. You're watching on YouTube, Facebook, and listening on MixLR as well as WakeUpCallDT.com. Rick and I will be back putting each other on the hot seat. I get to ask him about the Dolphins. He gets to ask me about them Jaguars right after this. Cafe Cabal Mobile Cafe brings the cafe experience to you. We'll roll out to your neighborhood or office, ready to serve our locally crafted espresso bar to our loyal patrons. Inquire at CafeCabal.com. Cafe Cabal, coffee for the soul. Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory, located on 201 7th North Street in Liverpool, is home to over 40 flavors with more than 200 flavors in their total wheelhouse. Sky's the limit for this sweet and savory Central New York company. Keep it local at your parties, fundraisers, wedding showers, baby showers, and more by calling 315-450-MA-PA. That's 315-450-6272 for popcorn bars with custom flavors and colors at your upcoming event. Make sure to visit them on 201 7th North Street in Liverpool, New York. And for more information, go to maandpazsnacks.com. Ma and Paz Kettlecorn and Popcorn Factory. How corny are you? Here at Progressive Dental, we understand the importance of regular dental visits and preventive care. Cleanings and checkups are essential to good oral health. We have multiple locations in the Southern Tier, so come visit us in Binghamton, Enwell, Kirkwood, Montrose, and Norwich. For self-paying non-insured patients, we offer the Smile Plan, which covers all of your cleanings, x-rays, and exams for an affordable yearly price. Call 607-754-2273 or 607-754-CARE 
to make an appointment today. For more information, visit our website at ProgressiveDentalNY.com. The Millhouse Market, located on 3790 New York 13 in Pulaski, New York, is worth the drive every time. Make sure you download their app at the Google Play or Apple App Store today, and you'll have everything at your fingertips, including the sandwiches named after the families that helps to settle today's Pulaski, ingrained in our community and ingrained on our taste buds. The Millhouse Market opened Tuesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., for their general store, their drive-through pickup window where you don't have to leave the car, contactless pay, as well as their indoor dining and their bistro restaurant that changes their menu every single weekend. Millhouse Market, head out there today, 3790 New York 13 in Pulaski, New York. Worth the drive every single time. With that being said, we have a new guest here with us today and the final guest that we will have for the Hooters Girls today and ironically, the final guest of today, but the first person that did a video promo when I came down here to Orlando is Wake Up Call with Dan Satora live from iDrive in our Florida in Focus football preview week. And we are here with Rick Etienne, of course myself, Dan Tortora, and now here with Macy. Macy, how are you? I'm doing good. Now we had Holly here with us as well. Yeah. She told us you are new roommates. Yes, we are. We moved in like a week and a half ago, maybe. Okay. I asked her if there's any quarks, anything that she's seen of you or you've seen of her, is there anything that you're like, oh, I didn't know that? Does she like leave something out, leave something in the fridge? Because when I lived with Rudy, he was big on you can't leave a to-go cup in the fridge. Even if there was nothing in the fridge but the one to-go cup, he's like, what if I need to put something on that shelf someday? So does she have a thing? Do you have a thing? She doesn't really have like any quirks. I don't think I do either. I'd like to think that. But it has been interesting. For instance, it took us two days to build a dresser okay. because I got home from work and she's already starting it. So we got to step 22 when I realized she did not do step four. Okay. So we had to take apart the whole thing. <laughs> so I get Ikea. Yeah. It was Ikea. Oh, it was Ikea. But it was putting it together. There you go. So. so that was fun because so we had to take the whole thing apart. We, I think we just gave up that night and started drinking wine because we were like, you know what, we're over it. Wine helps. Wine helps. Drinking wine while you're looking at something that's kind of like lean <laughs> a certain direction, that's that's like the perfect way to go about it. We were so confused on why it wasn't, it wouldn't like sit straight. It was like wobbling everywhere. We're like, I don't know why it's like that. We're like, it's Ikea. Well. <laughs> so when you get done building it and then it's like three or four extra pieces, you're like, yeah. There's always... There's always extra screws, but there's no like hole to put the screw in. So to me, I'm like, maybe they just thought I was gonna lose it, you know? And if it's working today, then we're okay. So you did you put it together finally? Yeah, she finally did it the next day. Okay, she did it the next day. Yeah. I heard she has a cat. Yes, orange chicken. Orange He's very chicken cute. is the name of the that's cat. The name, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking like, like that's the breed. Yeah, the I cat. mean, he's an orange cat, but his name is Orange Chicken. He's an orange cat named Orange Chicken. And you have adopted him, I've heard. Yes, I have. I've okay. been his new mama. He always comes and lays my bed with me, which I appreciate. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, come here. So you have Orange Chicken, and you are from down here. Yes, from like an hour away. And tell everybody what part of Florida? Um, like the... 
Like northwest, kind of near like Ocala. Like Ocala, okay. Yeah, the west coast. Fair enough. Rick is from New York. I am from New York. What should people know about being a Florida native? Because so many people in Florida are not natives of Florida. Um, I feel like a lot of, yeah, pretty much. I feel like a lot of people when they come to Florida, they expect like Orlando or Miami or like the beach, but most of Florida is the woods and people do not see that. So like sometimes my Southern accent will come up and people are like, oh, like, are you from like Tennessee or something? I'm like, no, I live like an hour away, (laughs) but I didn't grow up like in the city. So it's like a little different. Now you have, and I, I said this when I met you, you have an accent. But you said your mom has even more of a pronounced Oh, name. yeah. She comes in like, hey, y'all, like 24-7. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> so <laughs> it come, it's subtle. It's, you have to, it comes you, and goes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you won't hear it, and then you'll hear it. So favorite music, we've asked everybody. What's your favorite music? Um, my favorite music is country music. Okay. Yeah. Who? Um, I really like, like Luke Holmes <laughs> and like Kane Brown. <laughs> Everybody says Luke Combs. He's really big right now. He's doing great. He is. And you said Kane Brown. Kane Brown. Now, Kane Brown's worked with so many different people. John Legend. Uh, I think he worked with Marshmallow. He has done a lot of cool stuff. He's got a song called Work, which is a good one. It's kind of like a, it's a ballad about relationships. Then he's got one called, oh, I'm going to forget this one now. He's got so many different ones, but they're good. The one with John Legend they did during the pandemic. And that was, I'm not going to say I'm sorry, or over and over. That song is a good song. And they shot it in black and white from each other's houses, so they weren't together. That was cool. So Kane Brown, Luke Combs are performing tonight. Which one do you go to? No. Um, you got to pick. Probably Luke Combs. Okay. Why is he so big right now? I don't know. I just really like his music. Okay. All right. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> yeah, I just, but I feel like with especially women, Luke Combs, it's like the first one. Yeah. It's with three for three today of, of the Hooters girls that like country music. Luke Combs is right there. So you're living with Holly. You like the girls here. She's obviously said best friends, right? Yes. What is the best thing about Holly? Honestly, that she's crazy. Like she's completely crazy. It's amazing. It's something that something that Rick and I will not say about her. <laughs> no. The best thing is that she's crazy. She's crazy. crazy. Yeah. It's a good crazy though. Okay. It's not like a. Yeah. Like my favorite part is I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's not like psychotic, but she just never know what she's gonna do or say, and it's just very entertaining. It's so fun. It's yeah, it's always a good time whenever we're doing something. So, what would she say is the best thing about you? Oh, I don't know. Um, that's hard. If she was here right now, she could say anything. What would she say? I know. Um, she'd probably say my laugh. She loves my laugh. What she said yesterday. She did say she <laughs> loves your laugh. She said it's contagious and she loves it. So. Yeah, she can hear it from like when I'm like in like my bathroom or like my room. And I could just hear her start laughing. I'm like, what are you laughing at? She's like, you. I'm like, <laughs> so you have that. I'll hand it to Rick here. What do you got? Oh, you got it? Okay, all right. I know you've asked some in there. I didn't want to take over. So favorites. We've talked about sports a little. 
A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the look you just gave me. This is where I'm paying because you know I'm still waiting to hear. Yeah. Do you, if you're going to cheer for somebody, who are you going to cheer for? Late team? Yeah. Uh, probably UCF. UCF is winning today. They are winning today. We're in Orlando. Today. I know. They are there because you hear FSU and you hear Florida. So UCF, why? Um, I actually went to UCF for three years. Okay. Yeah, I still go there. So I used to go to the games and stuff. It was always a really good time. All the girls that talk about UCF here have not been to a game. The majority of them. Oh, no. I went to the game every week. Like, actually in it. There you go. It's not, I, I don't really like watching it like on the TV, but I love being there because yeah. it's just like an environment. It's different. Yeah. It's completely different. Yeah. I love it. Macy, you made my day today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at, I don't know if you saw, but I took like a, I think my soul came out like that. I took a breath of fresh air because I'm here in UCF. I've never been. UCF, I've never been. Yeah. UCF, I went one time. You went every week. Yeah, I tried to. Whenever, okay. like, if I had work, of course, I couldn't, but I always yeah. tried to go to them, like, whenever they were. But growing up, I always went to the Gator games okay. and, like, the Tampa Bay games. Okay. So I just kind of... Do you have any of, of the games you've been to, any one kind of stand out as far as, like, the best time, the best atmosphere, the craziest, the proudest everything? Probably just ECS, because, like, the bounce house, like, it's just a fun environment, especially when everyone starts dancing to, like, that one song that I can't think of the name of right now, but they Is play like yes, zombie nation. When they get a touchdown, I and then the overhead shots, like man, you just see people going crazy. It's fun. It's fun. And I was talking about how in the bounce house, in the press box, we're in a simulator essentially. And when you go crazy, we literally rock, and you can you can see you it. Can see, like if you sit next to me, I'm like this. Yeah. It's insane. The feeling of it is crazy because you honestly think like the screws are coming out this yeah. thing's gonna break you honestly think the stadium was put together by ikea <laughs> it probably was <laughs> i mean have you ever been underneath it while that's going on you know, that I've is scary people say that, i've heard people say that they like to be underneath it's scary <laughs> you just you feel like everyone's gonna trample down yeah. on you so the whole roof is just shaking no, i have some friends who, who, who you know who've gone to ucf and they've said the same thing like you know like they'll hang out underneath the bleachers and it's just wild that yeah <laughs> It is. It is very interesting. So you've gone to the games, which I think is fantastic. Do you have a favorite player? Do you pay attention to like who's coming in or out? Did you like the coaches? Not really. Okay. See, if you're talking to my old roommate, she could tell you everything about UCF football because she okay. loves it. But you I just never like really going. just. I just like being in the environment. I've been around football my entire life, and I still probably can't tell you like one thing about it. <laughs> Like I've I've played flag football so many times. My brother like played football our whole lives. Like went to every single game. Can't really tell you a thing about it. <laughs> well, you actually said when I said that we were gonna do pictures with a football here, Macy walked by and heard the conversation with Farron, and she's like, "We're playing football where?" So and I thought that was awesome because we played flag football with Wake Up Call. I played it with like some of the listeners and stuff. I put a league together and we played in the rain. We played one day four hours of torrential rain. It was one of the greatest games ever. Like, it's just fun to play like that. So, so you, you play flag football. I was going to say, like, so you mentioned your brother played football, you played football coach growing up and stuff. So it's like that, like, Thanksgiving turkey bowl before. Yeah, dinner. like oh, throwing cool. around. Nice, nice. But what, what, what were those like? I need to know how, how intense you were getting. Oh, I definitely got intense. I actually played with my friends a couple of weeks ago at the beach. Mm -hmm. And 
I thought they told me they were going to throw me the ball, so I was running, wasn't looking. I completely went backwards over a trash can, took the trash can out with me, <laughs> and they were like, Macy, that's, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I'm running. I wasn't looking. I don't know. Call hike, I went. You know? uh, I, I definitely get, I go hard in those games, but I always used to be the smallest one, so whenever I had the ball, like the bigger guys would just pick me up and run to the other side. I'm like, this is not fair. <laughs> But you enjoy it. You enjoy the oh, game. Oh, yeah. So having a place like Hooters where people come here and they're watching the game all the time, I know you said you like to be there rather than watch it, but do you get, like, a sense of a cool atmosphere when you're here? Yeah, some of the games that um, draw with a big crowd, it's definitely a fun environment because you can hear, like, half the people, like, cheering, and the other half is, like, quiet. <laughs> and it's just always a good time. So being, being such an area that's obviously diverse comes to the location where people are from, tourists, even locals who aren't necessarily from here, like on a football Sunday, which which fan base do you think is like kind of the liveest? Like what, what team is getting the most love in here in general? <coughs> <Jackson>. I mean... <laughs> I see a lot of hot going on. I, I yeah, there was a Miami game a couple of days ago. We had a couple guests for that, not a lot. But, I mean, college football, UCF, obviously, just because it's bigger on here. But, um, I don't know. It just depends on, like, the big games that week. Like, different people come out every time. And, and if it's always, of course, it's going to depend on, you know, if the team actually winning or losing. Yeah. Because, like you say, you know, if they're losing, yeah. it could be 100 of them in here. But You're not going to hear anyone. Time. Yeah, it's going to be dead silent. So, I mean, do you get the normal... Tra the people that travel well, do you get the Cowboys? Do you get the Steelers fans? Oh, Giants? yeah, for sure. Okay. We definitely yeah. do. I'd say being someone who's not, who's not from here originally, you walk into a random bar, I'd say Pittsburgh, from my experience. There's always It's probably like any bar you go to, Pittsburgh is the New York to Giants, Giants yeah. fans. That's pretty, I mean, that's it's fair. I mean, anywhere you go, there's a Pittsburgh bar. Yeah. So... Being here at Hooters, what made you come and work here? So actually, my mom used to work at Hooters when she was my age. Can we give so. a shout out to mom? What's mom's name? <laughs> Tara Landry. <laughs> Tara. So shout out to Tara. Yes, the deep southern accent. Yes, yeah. I want to hear it, Tara. I want to hear the deep southern accent. Yeah, <laughs> put her on the line. So, so, so she worked here. So that is that the main reason? Um. Honestly, I was just, I was working at a pet store for a while, so that just wasn't cutting it. So I was like, let me find some serving jobs. And I had a friend that worked here, so I was like, I'll just apply. And so I got in, and of course my mom was so excited. She was like, we're like sorority sisters, but like Hooters. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's how it works. She's like, yeah, it does. <laughs> that's awesome. But I mean, it is, and we've heard that today too, that yeah. families have had people that worked here before and Savannah said she all five five aunts had oh, worked. Really? Yeah. So it's kinda of cool to have something like that. Here on Wake Up Call to kind of finish everything up here, we do a thing called Rapid Fire on my show. And it allows me to be put on the hot seat and Rick because he's my guest to be on the hot seat too. So you get to interview us and you can ask us anything you want. We have to answer it on live video and audio. You'll ask Rick first. You'll ask me second. Macy, whenever you're ready. Oh, okay. Um, if you could live anywhere, where would you live? Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Uh, man, so three places stand out immediately. I love Key West. I absolutely love Key West. 
from a uh, domestic standpoint. Um, I've recently fallen in love with Colorado as well. Steve was great specifically. But number one, I hold the obsessive Paris. That's my Paris. favorite city in the world. Um, outside of New York, I'm from New York, so New York is my default number one. But Paris is my absolute favorite city in the world. Every time I'm there, I want to leave. So I would love to, even if it's just for a couple of years, I'd love to live in Paris for a couple of years. Especially for the Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I like that answer. Good stuff. All right, what do you got for me? Ooh. So, what got you into doing like the podcast or like radio, whatever? What got me into? <laughs> what, what, I got into what, <laughs> what got me into podcast, radio, or whatever? <laughs> Why'd you buy this microphone? So I have always been a storyteller. And when I was five years old, my dad used to let me, he had like a typewriter, word processor. It was a typewriter with a little thing, and so you could actually see what you were typing. And I just kind of climbed up there on the kitchen table, and I would just type stories. And I love bringing people together. I love making people laugh. I love showing goodness in the world. And... So being a storyteller and getting to tell people's stories and then telling my own, it, it just kind of morphed because I love sports, and it kind of came together. So photographic memory, I collect sports cards, I'd flip them over, I'd remember all the stats. Loved watching Sports Center. Loved bringing people together, loved making people laugh. So that kind of all concisely brought me into it, but I also work on music, I work on movies and screenwriting, I work on comedy, but every part of it is a pen and paper and my ring so my college ring actually has a feather pen on the stone and that is to signify that no matter what I do I tell a story whether it's a song or a movie or doing this or you know stand-up comedy every little bit of everything I do is to tell a story and I like that I like I like the opportunity to make somebody's day be it for 10 minutes or a couple hours or you know in a movie whatever that may be so, I would say storytelling has been with me my whole life, and that's what I love. So, that is my answer. But that being said, Macy, thank you for being a part of this. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it as always. Final guest for today. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. So, Rick, we are here, and we're supposed to be saddled up here at 1 o'clock, but we're going to give it another couple minutes. Overtime? We're going to give overtime, overtime because we haven't put each other on the hot seat yet. So... We're, we're working in OT, all right? We are Notre Dame trying to beat the backup quarterback of Clemson. So, oh, so we got two overtimes. <laughs> so we got two. We, at home. So, you know, at Hooters of I Drive, which I'd much rather be. So I'm liking that and enjoying that. So we're going to go back and forth, Miami and Jacksonville. You'll ask Jacksonville, I'll ask Miami. Tua Tungavaloa. Why should we believe in him this year? Why not? <laughs> you know, yeah. um, so um, I think a lot of people forget. Obviously, he he came in last year coming yeah. off a, a horrible injury that he was still somewhat rehabbing. Yeah. Um, COVID protocols completely abolished any type of traditional training camp. Yeah, and he was a rookie. A rookie, no less. You right. know, the let's face it, the offense wasn't the best last yeah. year. 
Um, I mean, even Fitz Magic was, you know, literally out there working magic. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I think there's a lot of key differences in his preparation for this season that yeah. we didn't get to see last year. So he's coming in healthy. He's got training camp. They've got a new system in place that's really going to highlight his strengths, which is great. Um, a lot of the moves that we've made in the offseason, whether it be the draft or in free agency on the offensive side, have been specifically tailored to that offense and to his strengths. So um, I think we see a completely different team this year. Okay. You know, the, the, the reports from camp have been glowing, and, you know, Miami Bay reporters are never favorable when it comes to the quarterback, no matter who it is. Yeah. So to hear positive <laughs> things coming out um, from them. Right. Damn Marino trash. So I'm He ain't never going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely excited. Okay. To you, sir. So, I mean, while we're talking about quarterbacks, mm. Gardner Minshew. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's my dude. My dude. So, but, yeah. but seriously, though, I mean, you know, Urban Meyer, I don't know if it's a mind game thing or he's kind of playing coins. Like, you know, are, are we going to see him unleash, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence here in the preseason to get him to be prepared for week one? Trevor Lawrence, to me... I mean, he's supposed to be the guy, right? And he's the number one overall pick. Jacksonville has tried to find a franchise quarterback since Mark Brunell, and they fell flat with Blaine Gabbert. Blake Bortles isn't as bad as people think that he was, and statistically that's proven. If you want to fight with me about that, then freaking at me and we'll talk about it. But, you know, and he did a lot more with less than what Mark Brunell had. So I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence – is the guy. I like that Gardner's still there. I think that the best case scenario for Jacksonville trade-wise is that Trevor does well, and during the season, as we've already seen quarterbacks go down, and you never wish for that to happen, if and when it does, Jacksonville has awesome trade bait. So for capital, for a position they need for draft picks, and I think that that's something that they're using as an organization to their advantage. I like Gardner. I love his positivity. I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he got some reps here and there. You know, Chad Henney did that with Blake Bortles. But I think that Trevor Lawrence is being groomed to obviously come out and be the guy. He's lost like four games in seven years. And he's, you know, a champion at the high school level. He's a champion, champion in college. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. I'm just happy that Jacksonville didn't botch that thing. And when it was like, just send it in months in advance, it's Trevor Lawrence. Like, don't think about it. Just do it. Like, I was going to buy my 16 jersey, customize it, Lawrence, before they sold out. Like, I'm like, just just do what you're supposed to do. So, yeah. Running backs. Miles Gaskin was Mr. Nobody in the draft. Seventh rounder. I believed in him. I said, don't be surprised if this guy starts. Is he the starter that you want? I mean, based off of what we saw last season, why not, right? Um, yeah. But then that's one of the things that's, you know, you, you, you make some moves in the offseason and you're just like, hey, what's going on? So, you know, you bring in a Malcolm Brown. So is it is it a split share? Is it more of a backup situation? You still have uh, Salvan Ahmed there who yeah. showed flashes last year in, 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 in the times that he was out on the field too. 
But Gaskin has proven that he can be, you know, a, a, a workhorse back and get out there. Granted, he got nicked up a little bit here and there last season and whatnot, so we hope that that's something that doesn't rear its ugly head again. But I'm yeah. definitely going to be curious to see how they work the rotation in when you know you've got Ahmed there that was, you know, good in spots. Malcolm Brown, up and down with the Rams last year, you know, but again, he's a solid talent nonetheless. So um, I'm good with Gaskin going forward. I feel like... I think the key is getting into rhythm. That's the biggest issue when, when we start, you know, rotating backs like that. You lose that rhythm and it's hard for them to really get into a place where they're, you know, really knocking it out every time they touch the ball. So that's gonna be the biggest key is not trying to get too cute and swap them out too often, you know. So if he's gonna be the lead yeah. guy, make sure he's out there, you know, you know, the entire way. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so while we're talking about running backs, how would I I'm curious how you wanna see my little cousin, nephew, Travis, <laughs> use, you know, because we talked about it a little earlier. We, you, y'all got James Robinson out there who had a fabulous season last year, you know? Yep. So how do you want to see um, Travis implemented into the offense? I want to see him out there in a split-back situation with James where you don't know who it's going to go to. I want to see him block for Trevor because he obviously knows how to pro- how to be there for him and protect him. And I want to see him use in check downs and in short pass situations. I think if James can continue to power for you, let Travis be out there as a receiver, utilize them both, and I think they should both be out there. I think one of the things you touched up on, uh, you mentioned Trevor, one of the things that's going to be curious to see where you've got three young quarterbacks talking about uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Tua, and then, um, damn, why am I forgetting what his name in, uh, in Cincinnati? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, you yeah. know what I mean, where they've got these security blanket players now that oh, yeah. they've got chemistry with oh, yeah. and have built up this success with the ready right there in-house with them. So I'm curious to see how those, how those combinations kind of help their progressions too. Yeah, they're coming from Rick, Etienne, myself, Dan Tortora. They asked me why I said Texas A&M deserved to be in it. Look at their record last year. Look who they went up against. Look at what they did. Look at how they fought against Alabama. They deserve to be in. And Notre Dame, and somebody had said something about Notre Dame not. Yeah, they're not in a conference. Because with the American, they say your conference isn't strong enough. Notre Dame doesn't have a conference. Nobody can argue with me, logically, that Notre Dame at 12-0 and when they were playing unranked, 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 blew out this team that wasn't good, blew out this team that wasn't good, barely beat this team, barely beat this team, that they deserve to be in it. And they proved it by getting bounced in the semifinal round. Notre Dame has not been able to hang with the big boys. It doesn't mean I don't respect them. It doesn't mean I don't like them. Ohio State didn't deserve to be in last year because they didn't play enough games. It doesn't mean I don't respect them overall, and it doesn't mean I don't like them. But I call it year by year. It's not based on what you did five years ago. It's based on right now. So with that being said, Florida and Focus Week, college football and NFL preview coming to you from live from iDrive. Hooters right here in Orlando, 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. We're taking one final step aside, and then we'll wrap things up with Rick right after this. Avicoli is located on the corner of Route 57 and Wetzel Road in Liverpool, New York, is your home for our monthly Liverpool Warriors Athletic Sports Show. Celebrating the coaches, celebrating the administration, and our student-athletes in our community, located right down the street from Avicoli's is Liverpool High School, and they have been your neighbor for over two decades. You could find them for lunch, dinner, and drinks Tuesday through Sunday 
And you can, of course, find them on myavacolis.com and for takeout, delivery, and catering by calling 315-622-5100. That's 315-622-5100. And, of course, Canine Camp Dog Daycare and Canine Campground Dog Boarding there for you in our community of East Syracuse. On 228 Old Bridge Street is the daycare, and around the corner on 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse is the campground for longer-term care for your furry-loving friend. Lily approves of it, and her certification means everything. Head out to Canine Camp Dog Daycare and Canine Campground Dog Boarding today, an extension of your family that helps you feel safe when your dog is being watched by people that truly treat your animal as if it was their own, and that is the only place I'm looking for in our community and beyond. They are absolutely worth giving a call to and heading out to seeing, so make sure that you do that today. You can call the daycare at 315-437-7110, and of course, you can also get out to them at the campground, 315-299-4013. PB&J's Lunchbox, the food truck you love to chase around Central and Upstate New York, now has a street side cafe, so when you're jonesing for their award-winning grilled peanut butter and jelly, their Philly cheesesteak, and everything they offer, you can now go to their street side cafe on 663 Old Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York, open Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner all throughout the day, lunch for breakfast, breakfast for dinner whatever you want to have you can get it at pb and j's lunchbox head out there today and support local minutes from destiny usa the parkway on a, as well as the throughway and you can obviously get to them very closely from the highway as well 663 old liverpool road in liverpool new york for pb and j's lunchbox and of course Victory Sports Medicine Orthopedics. I've trusted them for almost a decade now with dealing with my injury. They can help you any injury from head to toe, led by Dr. Mark Petropoli and the entire team at Victory Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Let them help you today by doing something that so many doctors don't do, listening, caring, and bringing you through the process. Whether it's rehab, physical therapy, preventative care, or surgery, Victory Sports Medicine and Orthopedics on 791 West Genesee Street in Skinny Atlas, located right by Skinny Atlas Lake, which is absolutely immaculate. You can find them today. Call 315-685-7544 to make an appointment today. It's 315-685-7544. With that being said, Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, live from my drive here at Hooters on 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. Rick Etienne's been my guest all day today. We are here all week from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Gave you a bonus Notre Dame double OT here with us today. And we love that you are watching on YouTube.com backslash DT as well as Facebook.com backslash DT, Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT, and listening on MixLR.com backslash DT and on WakeUpCallDT.com. Any final note, Rick? Nah, man, super excited. I know we'll be back here tomorrow night. We got yeah. a little fantasy drafting coming up, so um, I'm super excited to have my first official fantasy draft locked in for the season. Start naming my teams. You know, I, that, you know, I look forward to that more than anything. So yes, yeah, man. Again, appreciate you having me on. Always a pleasure. As always, and a big thanks to our Hooters girls you got to know today on the broadcast from Ashland to Savannah with 1N, 1N, as well as Macy and Jordan. Thank you to the entire team. Thank you to Farron. Thank you to Jeff. And, of course, thank you to Mr. Tim Baum. We will talk with you all soon. And you can find us on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT, always on YouTube.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, and, of course, on Wake Up Call DT.com. And as we always leave you on Wake Up Call, God bless 
no stress. Do your best. That's it, man. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate you, you, brother. We'll talk with you soon.